Hello, friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today of, uh, with the help of my good friends Don and Doug at BBS Radio just outside of Houston, Texas. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. The planet is really changing. I know there's a lot of uh, hard things going on out there, but we are on track for the ascension. We are shifting into the uh, fourth, fifth, and higher dimensions. And there's a chance even that we go into much higher dimensions, uh, seven or eighth dimension. And uh, during this time, and it's really an historic uh, historic time for all of humanity on planet Earth. I want to tell you, too, that the um, my friends among the Pleiadians, bless their souls, and, and the Galactic Alliance um, are all watching us to see what we do, what actions we take, what decisions we make to create a world of peace and peace and harmony. It's the destiny of this planet, according to my good friend, President John F. Kennedy, that we live in peace and harmony and that we live in happiness and um, create a place where our children and our children's children and ourselves as well can live uh, forever uh, for, for live here to live here in peace and harmony uh, without fighting and without um, without without conflict. We're not supposed to be fighting. We're not supposed to be in conflict, but there's a big battle going on. I'm sure everyone knows between um, between the light and the dark between those who want to um, keep us down and, and enslave us and those who want to give us and people who want their freedom. It's the destiny of this planet, according to uh, President Kennedy, for us to live as a free and happy people. And so uh, the purpose of this show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together uh, toward that goal, we will create a much better and happier place. With today's show, um, I, I, it should be, I, I check with my guides and, and uh, statistics and we should have somewhere over 1 billion listeners today. It's a new first for the show, as well as off planet. There's a lot of um, benevolent beings listening off planet as well. I want to say a happy new year to my dear friends aboard the Plydean mothership, as well as Plydean Admiral Halosaurus. Um, and we should, we, we should have somewhere a little over uh, half a billion, 500 million listeners off planet as well, among the many beautiful souls of the Plydeans and as well as the Galactic Alliance. So I want to welcome everyone to this show. They're, they're keenly interested to see what goes on in this planet. So I want to all welcome them, um, today. Um, a couple of announcements. Tomorrow I'll be having my, um, monthly radio, uh, get together. It'll be at 12 noon Pacific time on Sunday, January 1st. Um, I hope that works out for you. The only difficulty, if, if you're in Japan, it's like four or five in the morning, so you have to get up very early. But uh, for Europe, it would be uh, England, that would be uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow um, in the evening, or uh, Central Europe would be at 9 p.m. Central European time. But um, the, the link is www.zoom.us, that's Z-O-O-M.us. The uh, Click on join a meeting and, and then enter uh, this event ID number, which is... Um, Got it here, 489-067-3147, and I'll repeat it. It's 489, I'll speak slowly so you can write it down, um, 067-3147. That's 489-067-3147. Just a couple of announcements uh, before we start. Um, in about 10 minutes, my good friends, P and Cullen from LARCMA, um, will be coming on to give messages from the uh, from the Plidians. They're our dear friends. And I always love to have them on, um, and that'll be followed by a discussion of an important message that uh, President George Washington gave me uh, about five, six days ago. He said that there's a lot of astrological changes happening right now, and did you know that the astrological pattern for this solar system in this galaxy is exactly the same as it was between the years 
1776 and 1802, or so 1802, 1804. During that time, of course, there was the American Revolution with the Declaration of Independence in 1776 against King George of England. And then, of course, there was also the revolt against the royalty um, in France as well. And um, so uh, we have the same astrological pattern happening right now. And President Washington told me that there is a approximately 30% chance of a second uh, American Revolution starting in March of next year. That's only three months away. Um, you know, you push people's back to the walls so much with uh, 44 million people now dead in the United States from the um, experimental um, so-called uh, vaccine program. Um, that's hitting a lot of other countries too. Um, uh, there was, um, there's been numerous stories about how Christmas mail has been delayed. Well, one of the reasons is because there's not a lot of flights out there right now. A lot of pilots are sick and dead, uh, sick or and or dead and dying from the uh, from the shots, from the mandatory shots. And they basically committed suicide for their own companies because they don't have the pilots to fly. I know British Air Airlines last month canceled 10,000 flights, Christmas flights out of Heathrow Airport in London because they didn't have the flights. They didn't have the, uh, the pilots to, to pilot everything. So, um, you know, a lot of mail is getting getting delayed and I think it's um, but there are remedies out there. It's not all doom and gloom. Um, people can heal themselves. I've got a free remedy sheet. I'm happy to send anyone who's been who's either taken the jab or is experiencing shedding from the from the jab. It does help. Uh, just send me an email. It's free. I'm happy to send it to you. My email is out of this world 1150 at gmail.com or uh, out of this world radio at protonmail.com. I'm happy to send it to you. It's made up of remedies from various medical doctors who, who really know what they're doing and including some prayers that, that, um, that, that really uh, uh, have helped. Um, the, there is one more remedy as well. It was a product I had advertised in my show a couple weeks ago called Cardio Miracle. And it was from a guy who um, had, a, I guess he had a heart attack or stroke and he wanted natural ways to get healthy again. And the people rave about it. And you just go to uh, www.cardiomiracle.com and you can order it there. It's not very expensive. Uh, if you want a discount, the discount code is out of this world and you'll get a 15% uh, uh, discount as well. I wanted to quickly read um, this as well. This is from um, to start the new year off. This is from the prayer of St. Francis um, of Assisi. This is in my new book that came out, uh, Journey to the Other Side. Um, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace where there is hatred. Uh, let me sow love where there is injury, pardon, uh, where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, um, where there is darkness, light, uh, where there is sadness, joy, um, and um, so that we may create a beautiful and happy world. That's my, that's my, my wish I want to um, give everyone today because um, we are creating a better world. Uh, the purpose of this show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And uh, I know if we all work together, we will create a, a planet of peace and, and harmony. Finally, I want to share um, Albert Einstein's uh, famous letter of love. And um, the universal force in the universe is love. Um, when uh, scientists look for a unified theory of the universe, they forgot the most important, powerful, unseen force, and that's love. Love is power because it multiplies the best we have. Love is light because it, it enlightens those who give and receive it. Love is gravity because it makes some people feel attracted um, to others. But um, I'll be bringing in um, Professor Einstein a little bit later and channeling messages. Hi, Pia. Hi, Cullen. How are you guys doing? Hi, Pia. <laughs> Happy to be here. 
So nice to see you both. Um, I was going to uh, to play. Um, I think I will play it. I'll play the first one anyway. Um, it's uh, P and Cullen. It's just five minutes long. It's a four or five minute segment. It's uh, from a doctor in Japan, uh, Dr. Masori uh, Fukushima, actually, uh, just like the city. And he talks about um, how the Japanese government is ignoring um, all the vaccine-related deaths in Japan. And um, he's very well-known, and I think people are waking up about what's going on. It's nice to see you guys. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank Happy you. New Year to you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Well, it's morning here, so I'm just, just waking up. P and Cullen are, are friends of mine. Um, they're coming from somewhere. Are you on this planet or another planet, just to be sure? Oh, it depends. It depends. <laughs> I, when I get tired of this place, I go up aboard the ship. Um, and I, I love the views looking out from the, from the main deck. Oh, my God. This is such an incredible universe, incredible galaxy. And they have some of the best organic hot chocolate on board the, the ship replicators. I don't know if you've tried it, but... Can't argue it's great. With that. It's what? Sorry. Can't argue with that. <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Well, I'm sure um, our friend Larkma has lots to say about what's going on. It's amazing how everything's coming to a head, isn't it? Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, before we start, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, just a brief introduction, along with your website, and then because some people out there may not know your work, so. Sure. I'm Cullen Smith. Okay. And I'm Pia Orlean. And we represent a group of Pleiadians known as Larkma. And we've been working with this group for decades <clears throat> to, to bring wisdom and an alternative viewpoint to humanity because the, the Pleiadian perspective is so much larger than our 3D understanding of what the true, the true universe, the true cosmos is really about. So we've been working with these lovely beings um, for a very, very long time. In fact, today is Cullen's birthday. Well, happy birthday. He doesn't look a day over 16, really. He doesn't look as <laughs> The Pleiadians, Larkma, came to us on Cullen's birthday. It really? was a surprise birthday present, but they showed wow. up on his birthday many, many years ago. So this is a special day for me, not only because it's New Year's Eve, but it is an absolute special celebration because it honors and celebrates our connection with these magnificent Pleiadian beings. Right. Our brothers, I like to call them our star brothers and sisters, basically. We do, we too. do too. We do too. Yeah. And yeah. our work, if you'd like your listeners to see the work, our website is larkma, L-A-A-R-K-M-A-A.com, larkma.com. And there you'll see award-winning books we've published, a, a calendar that we've published based on Beautiful. energy, an oracle card deck, personal sessions we offer, everything's on the website for those who are interested. Right, right. And I want to thank you so much for sending me a calendar and Oracle set. They're be absolutely beautiful. Really, yeah. really, really pretty. Yeah. And then on, on every Monday, you do lotto numbers. Is that right? For different countries? Winning lotto numbers? <laughs> well, they, don't, they don't let us do that anymore, Ted. Oh, no, why not? What, Biden want to cut? Or uh, Hunter Biden want to cut, I guess? <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't believe all this stuff happening, and we're getting hit all at once. There has been tens of millions of Americans dead from the vaccine uh, as well, uh, in the U.S. Now, other countries, it's high as well. But I don't think it's as high as it could have been in spite of the numbers, because I know that they've been bombarding the planet Earth with a lot of high energy vibrations to raise our consciousness so that we make better choices. They're not directly interfering with our free will because it's still our free will. But I really love the fact that they've been doing that. And a lot of people who I thought would be passing away from the shot are still alive. Um, and I'm happy about that. You know, that's one thing. It's it's good to be wrong because I saw I saw a lot of people dying last year. But a lot of the people who I said I thought would be passing away weren't because they've made better choices. And that's good. Um, and I want to thank them so much. They're, they're very modest, very beautiful people because they're not they don't advertise it at all. But I I tell people about it and I want everyone to thank them and send lots of love and light. Not only to Larkma, but all the Plutian family. Absolutely. Ab- Ted, there are, so, there are so many amazing beings from other star systems who are yeah. not only watching this planet closely in their ships, completely around this, this Earth of ours. Yeah. But as you said, they are absolutely sending loving, supportive energy and it doesn't interfere with our free choice you're absolutely right yeah. they they are simply supporting us with with love and light and it is making a difference it's changing the vibration of what's going on on this planet to a tremendous degree it's it's amazing let me let me tell you something interesting that's just happening now um, I haven't seen the sun much in two weeks because we don't get much sun up here in the northwest of the United States. But look, <laughs> sun's coming through just when you guys are, just when I started broadcasting, just as you guys come on. So that's a sign from the angels that we're, that, that you're here, which is, uh, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Nostradamus Dom- uh, tells me, and he's here, by the way, if you have any questions for him, he's listening. <laughs> um, he said that, Back in the late 80s, um, he forecast us getting to this point in evolution, not until the year 2038. And we're right now uh, 16 years ahead of schedule. So we are making good choices. He also saw back in the late 80s um, that we would be getting into a nuclear war um, um, and it would become a World War III with many cities in Europe and the United States completely destroyed by nuclear bombs. That didn't happen. Now, some cities have been just messed up, like Seattle and Portland. They're, 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 a lot of the downtown areas destroyed by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That was engineered by the cabal. But, um, but we're doing much better, much, much better than many people thought. So, And that's a good sign. And we're continuing to make good choices in spite of the fact they've tried to kill us and tried to slave us. You know, um, Have you heard of the, the new thing now they're coming out, the World Economic Forum, about the 15-minute city where everything's within 15 minutes? Doesn't that sound cool? But then you won't be able to drive outside your city because you'll be locked down. You'll have digital currency. The most you'll be able to spend in any one day is $50. The most you'll be able to earn in any one month is $1,000. The most you'll be able to, you won't be able to travel more than 100 miles. You'll be locked down like slaves. Um, uh, well, anyway, that's their, it won't, they, they won't be successful. I know that. 
but um, we're here to create a beautiful and happy planet, and we we are on track to do that. So we we are indeed. No matter what they throw at us, no matter right. no matter doing their worst, mm-hmm. they're not going to control us. Inevitably, we are going to right. we are going to take the highest possible right. advantage of our free will, of our free choice, right. to band together and make decisions that will keep us not only protected but keep us. In the timeline that we engineer, not that they engineer. Right, exactly, exactly. That's that's what's the amazing part of it right now. And um, I, some people, sometimes I do get emails and contacts from people who are kind of overwhelmed with all the negativity going on. And I say, just just be strong, take a break, maybe even turn off the alternative news and don't listen to it for a while. <laughs> you know, get out in nature if you can uh, to get re in touch with God and Gaia because that'll that'll help. You know, it's a little overwhelming for me sometimes, too. But I know that we're being helped by angels and um, and I know we're going to be successful because I have time traveled and I, I do time travel and I do remote viewing and I've gone into the future and uh, things are uh, things are getting better now and they will continue to get better in the future. So I don't want to get people I don't want um, people to get too too depressed or too upset about what's going on. It is troubling, you know, I mean, but. But you got to remain strong and know that we're getting help as much as much as they can help us. So it's so, true. So, Ted, yeah. something I will share is that this morning I was reading some rather doom and gloom predictions about what's coming. Yeah, just yeah. what's out there and yeah. in one of yeah. our favorite magazines. And the minute I finished reading it, I had this feeling of complete exhilaration. It was a feeling oh. of. Bring it on. We're going to surpass all this. It doesn't matter. Try whatever you want to because we're going to surpass this. We're going to transcend it. It's court coming through not to trust that stuff. It's there. It's happening. It's real. But there's another reality that's bigger than that. And that's That's absolutely. That's that's right. Because it's not, it's not the whole enchilada. (laughs) It's not the whole, it's not the whole thing. Let me, let me tell you a funny story. Um, I used to listen to Art Bell quite a bit. And back in the back in the nineties, um, I don't know, fifteen years ago, before he went off the air, and um, I enjoyed listening to him, but he was awfully very negative. And um, he kept he kept for, forecasting, and for people listening today, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the late nineties, that the end of the world would occur by January first, the year two thousand, the Y two K event, everything would fail. So I was traveling at the time um, in December. I think in December of 99, I was doing some traveling, November, December, and I rushed back to my, my place. I had gotten a home in the middle of nowhere in eastern Washington on this isolated little mountain north of Spokane, Washington. It was a pretty beautiful area. But anyway, I got there. And so on December 31st, 1999, I went to sleep early, about, I don't know, 10, um, 11, ex- fully expecting the electricity to go off, all these horrible things happening around the end of the world. And the next morning I woke up, you know what happened? The TV still worked. My cat was still purring. Um, <laughs> the, the milk was still cold in the refrigerator. I mean, and the eggs were not spoiled. Everything was fine, totally fine. And I scratched my head because I I'd spent, I spent a lot of money on foodstuffs thinking there would be food shortages. Nothing happened. And so nowadays, when people talk about doom and gloom, I just say, well, you know, you create your reality. If you want to believe that, go ahead. But 
that's not my reality. So. Yep. I, I think that's fantastic. Let, yeah. let me tell you a little story that happened to us today. Okay. We were, we were talking to some dear, dear friends in the Ukraine. Oh yeah. And, uh, I've heard of that place. We were expecting to connect with them through their computer. And when we, when we finally got a hold of them, we saw them on a tiny little screen and we realized we were talking to them through their cell phone. And oh. we said, why, why aren't you on your computer? These guys are really high tech people. And they said, we haven't had any power for four days. They live in Kiev. And this is a story about attitude. This is a story about not believing in the doom and gloom scenario. There were rockets going over their apartment the whole time we were talking to them. Oh, my God. It was, it was a really, really, truly bad day in Kiev. And we talked to them for an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes, a long time. And the important part of this little story is yeah. they were laughing. They were joyous because we were connecting with each other. Their attitude was happiness, joy. They were in the midst. Their their building could have been hit. There were buildings near them that they could tell were being hit. Right. This this is a reality check of what's really truly going on in Ukraine. And when right. the missile strikes come, the city government turns off all the electricity and forces all of the electricity to go towards defense. So they are oftentimes without heat or any way to cook food for days at a time. Mm. And for them, it's not doom and gloom. It's okay, what are we going to do today to get through this? It's an adventure. It's an adventure, it's an adventure yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. Their, their attitude, their their feeling was so high. I mean, it, it we couldn't even match the smiles and the the laughter and the light coming out of their eyes. Wow. And if people can be like that in the midst of a war. Yeah, right. We know that that free will and free choice and how we use our own attitude does create our reality. So I just wanted to share that because it was a real experience today. And these people are in the midst of the worst possible time in their lives. And yeah, yet sure. they're still happy. They're still okay. Sure. sure. That's great. That's that's great. Well, we're paying for it. Um, Biden and our corrupt U.S. Congress has spent $100 billion now sent to Ukraine. And if you're in a National Guard in the United States, you're not going to get a paycheck this month because the Defense Department announced last week that they don't have any more money to pay paychecks because of all the money has gone to the Ukraine. Um, and this may affect the U.S. Army and other military branches starting next month. So if you're in the service, you know, you don't need the money. Send it to Ukraine because there's Nazis there good friends of Biden and the cabal who are have adrenochrome factories and trafficking in both men and women uh, for sex trafficking, and they need the money more than you do. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it really makes a lot of sense. And think of the m m number of people dying and blown up. The cabal is trying to do everything they can to start a world war, and it's not going to work, but they're trying. And I feel unfortunate. And then sad in a way how, uh, how our institutions in the United States – are falling apart. You know, the, the, um, I'm, I'll be having a second segment of my show, um, after you guys on messages from George Washington. 
He said, he told me a week ago, there's a 30% chance of a second American revolution starting in March of uh, next year because the astrology in March. Yeah. Because the astrology is, is exactly the same as it was in 1776 and also the same as it was during the French revolution. Absolutely. We know about that. That's, that's Pluto after having been in Capricorn for 14 to 16 years, 16 years, I think Pluto is moving into Aquarius, which is the energy of freedom and independence. Right. That's the same energy that the French revolution and the American revolution was in. So we're looking forward to what's going to happen in March. Also, also Mars will be involved in this. And as you know, Mars is the energy of war. So there's right. a lot of there's a lot of astrological components of what may be coming a reality this spring in America. Well, I want people to be prepared. I'm not necessarily it could get violent. I don't know. I don't advocate violence on this show, and I never do. But I'm just looking at the facts and, and giving the messages that I'm getting from the other side, which are usually very accurate. You know, you push people's people's uh, people to the, their backs to the wall, like in Canada. They have they've taken away their guns. The only thing they had left were trucks, and they protested against Trudeau. And his answer, of course, was to send troops into Ottawa and, and kill people and beat them up. Um, and actually, the Biden government is really not that much more, uh, not mu- that much better because. They did it on a on a on a, a psychological level of a, a war of the minds in a way, controlling people's minds, making them think to take this shot, which is actually killing them. Now people are getting pretty upset because their mothers, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters, their friends and family—they're all dying. Many of them are not all, but many of them are having a lot of health problems. And it's sad how I've 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 read stories where people get the shot, they go back to their doctor. Doctor says, well. Um, take two aspirin and drink a glass of water. I can't do any, I can't do anything to help you. And many of the doctors, I'm sorry to say, a lot of good doctors out there, but many of them have taken the bribes from Pfizer because they get like uh, $40,000 for every hundred people that they take, get the COVID shot. So there's the whole system is corrupt. And then the hospitals, of course, make money on people who, who, who they can, they can kill with remdesivir. So, but the whole system, our institutions are failing. And if people don't have a way to address their concerns to the legislature and Congress, you got to look at it. The U.S. Congress is very corrupt. You know, it's can't, it's very difficult to get. There's a few good people in Congress, but the majority are not are corrupt. The courts are good. We have, I think, we have a good federal judge uh, judge system in the United States who respect the Constitution, but it's slow, and people are getting increasingly um, increasingly fed up. I think. Uh, Trump and the White Hats have waited too long to do whatever they're going to do. And, you know, Trump uh, did a lot of good things for the country. But, you know, he makes nice speeches now. But, you know, I hate to say this, but talk is cheap. And uh, where's the action? Uh, as they used to say action. in Wendy, Wendy the commercials. Action's gonna come. The action's yeah. going to come. It's not yeah, gonna right. Come, where's the beef? You know, what, what, what are they doing about it? Nothing. And so you push people so far and you're going to see a reaction. Now, in the United States, we've got the Second Amendment here, unlike the Australians who didn't. And look what that government did to their poor people um, during the last year and earlier this year. So uh, Americans have and I think it's it's um, he's shown me some things that could happen, not necessarily that they will. But it's gotten to the point where if you people's backs to the walls, if they don't speak up, they're going to lose the country. They're going to lose their freedom, become like slaves. So that's absolutely right. So 
How would you like to have a conversation with Larkma? I would love to. I, I'd love to. That would be great. Thank well, you. I think, I think it's appropriate because this is New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and we will be leaving the energy of 2022 very shortly and entering the new energies of 2023. And I think Larkma will have a lot to say about that. Okay. Okay, great. I just wanted to um, to head us uh I'm just going to play a minute of this on my little cell phone here. Um, it's a song, you probably know it, called We're Not Going to Take It. Um, yeah, I'll just play a minute of that, and then we'll go bring the mark in. It's kind of fun. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Um, as Thomas Jefferson were, was reminding me the other day when I was talking to him, the U.S. was born uh, by all, they were all revolutionaries. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Quincy Adams, Benjamin Franklin. And <laughs> so what's, that's what we have to become again to, to, to save our country. But go ahead and please bring Lark back in. I'd love to talk to him. Before we do, I want to point out something about the energies that are here. I think you may know, because you have the calendar, that LARPMA has designed Pleiadian Earth Energy System in a calendar where we can navigate our lives by energy rather than time. And there are 13-day blocks of each energetic period, which never align with the Gregorian dates. This year, in 2023, beginning tomorrow, for the first time, the energies will exactly align for 13 days. January 1st will be a one energy in the Pleiadian Earth Energy System. January 2nd will be a two energy in the Pleiadian Earth Energy System. So there's a coalition of values coming together about helping us to move away from time and into energy. So I just wanted to say that a little bit first because we're talking about all this stuff that's happening. And one of the main things that's happening is we are falling away from time. That is such a beautiful, profound statement. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting, I don't know where this is coming in from, but um, um, the, the mind, the mind calendar wasn't, didn't they have like 13 day months, something like that? Yes, Ted. And you know who gave the Mayans the Mayan calendar? Um, Walmart? No, um, the Pleiadians did, I bet. But another group of Pleiadians did, and the elders, particularly the Guatemalan elders, are disclosing that now. They're telling people, our calendar actually came from the Pleiadians. That is so so beautiful, yeah. It was always intended to be about energy and helping us to see these 13-day periods because the energy of 13 is the energy of integration. So it's a building system of cosmic energies that helps build through each 13-day cycle at a different level with a different focus. 
Wow, that is very profound. That's one of the places actually I'd I'd love to go one of these days would be Guatemala. Um, but um, so much ancient wisdom. But now we're getting to share it. Oh my goodness, what a time to be alive, huh? It is. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. So you said something earlier about what might have happened between 1999 and 2000, your your story that you shared. Mm-hmm. Well, the same sort of thing happened in December of 2012. People expected oh, the world to come to an end because right, right. they thought the Mayan calendar was coming to an end. Right, right. Guess what? It didn't. What What actually happened was the energies changed on December 21st, 2012. It wasn't about timing. It was about energy. Mm-hmm. And so many anthropologists and archaeologists fed the public for years and decades. Oh, no. the world's going to end. The world is going to no. come to an end. And what what the Pleiadian information that Pia just talked about that was given right. to the Mayans right. was only to help people understand that we would be able to deal with different dimensional occurrences in 2012. Everything would change from an energetic point of view. It had nothing to do with the end of the world. It was only the end of the world as we know it. That's true. Absolutely. Right. Right. Mayan calendar is a little bit challenging for people to follow now because each of these 13-day energies or the 13-day periods, they have funny names. They're Mayan names. They're not anything that have any meaning for anybody looking at it. Right. And our, our Pleiadian friends said, we need to update this. We need to make it usable for energies, people to understand the energies. So the energy that we enter into tomorrow for 13 days is the energy of listening. And it couldn't come at a better time than right. listening to what we need to hear to make better choices to move forward into 2023 in a different way. So we have this grace of this 13-day period of listening energy lined up with the Gregorian calendar so that we can turn things around and begin to listen to how do we want to structure our lives? How do we want to structure our reality? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very profound. And what a perfect uh, a perfect timing for you guys to be on the show today, the last day of the year, just in preparation for the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, Ted, it's really about my birthday. That's really the important part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's okay. true. Well, we will we will invite Larkma in and see what they have to say about what they feel is going on in the cosmos. Okay, great. Great. Please. Hello, dear one. We are Larkma. Please give us your heart song. That is how you call yourself. Can you tell us, please, what you call your name in your voice so we may synchronize our energies with you specifically? Well, my name's Ted. Thank you, dear one. We know that we are speaking to a larger audience, but as you may have questions, if our energy is linked with yours, we may be able to answer them more fully. So we appreciate that. 
as we're talking to the audience who is listening, we want to talk about a theme that is becoming ever more prevalent in your world. And that is the theme of the great split. As you see all around you, there are people who are choosing to wake up, people who are choosing to be aware, people who are choosing to make higher consciousness choices, all of these things that speak of human evolution, you can see all around you. At the same time, on a planet of duality, you see those who are frightened, those who do not want to change, those who are clinging to old paradigms, those who are listening to whatever they're told and believing it to be true, rather than implementing critical thinking themselves. That's the other group of what's going on in humanity. Now, because this is a planet of choice, each individual has a choice of which part of the great split they wish to join. And there is no judgment anywhere in the cosmos, not from the Pleiadians, not from the Arcturians, not from anybody from love and light, about whatever choices each individual human makes. But we want you to know about things that are leading you to one choice or another. And we want you to know what the outcome of those choices may be. In the idea of moving forward with higher consciousness, you get the possibility of awakening to greater and greater realities and actually ascending into a higher vibratory form, moving out of your carbon-based body into a more crystalline light-filled form, which we know, Ted, you are already familiar with it because you travel in this form at times, as do Pia and Cullen. But this pathway is open to all humans who make choices for the highest good of all, all humans who choose to do no harm to anything or anyone or any animal or any plant or anything on the earth. If you're making choices for the highest good of all and you're consciously listening to your heart and your intuition, you're moving into an awakened state and portals open for leaps in consciousness for you and for the planet itself. Those of you who are choosing this path are what we call light bearers because you are bringing light to the planet from what you do and the choices you make. It is a work of service and it is a teamwork that we do with you from our place outside of your solar system, outside of your planet itself, but still visiting within your solar system. We do this energetically. While you are doing the work through your thoughts, your intentions, and your actions here on the physical plane of the third dimension. This is a wonderful choice in the great split. Now let's talk about what happens in the other part of the great split. These are those souls who took medical information they were told to take, artificial things that harmed their bodies, those who still want to believe that the government is good for them, that the government cares about them, those who want to keep things back to normal as best they can, those who are frightened, who are trying to live their lives by following guidelines that are not their heart, but what their mind is telling them. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment, again, of these people. And some may still awaken and choose to join the other group. But in the fact that they are choosing to stay where they are, 
without movement into the higher frequencies, they will choose to die out of their bodies and move into the karmic wheel to gain their lessons at another time on another planet at another place. And ultimately, as you already know, Ted and P. Uncommon know, all humans will wind up the same place. You are going to ascend into the higher levels. It's just a matter of choice. Do you want to take the fast train, the bullet train, or do you want to take the slow boat and go more slowly, lifetime after lifetime as you evolve? What you choose now will determine the outcome of your process, how fast or how slow that might be. And this is what we call the great split. So when you are looking around you at people who are making choices that you consider to be irresponsible or downright ignorant, understand that they do not have the view that you have of the higher possibilities. They are still clinging to fear. They are still clinging to belief systems and they are still clinging to habits or addictions that keep them from seeing the larger reality. All of these things are okay if they've chosen the slow boat for going through their evolutionary journey. While those of you who have chosen to go on the bullet train will be moving through changes much, much more quickly. The fast path brings forth with it a lot of ascension symptoms. You may hear what's called either earth noise or space noise, depending on how you view it. We call it earth noise because it is actually the movement of the earth and the changes in frequency that are occurring on your planet. P. and Cullen call it space noise because they perceive it as something coming into the, into the planet from space. Both views are absolutely correct. And in duality, you can hold two opposite viewpoints and still both be correct when you have open hearts and are willing to see different perspectives for a larger picture. But this is one thing many who are on the fast track are experiencing, a noise that seems louder in their ears than usual, a sense of dizziness as they begin to feel the earth rotating on its axis differently, wobbling a bit, a bit of digestive distress as your body adapts to a new diet that is needed rather than the old standby that you are accustomed to, interrupted sleep patterns as you feel the energy shifting and changing and you need less sleep than you did before. Mm -hmm. And of course, the sensitivities that each of you feel to pain, to suffering, to empathy of what others are going through and through things that are oppressively forced upon you. Those sensitivities are your alarm signals to tell you to wake up. Those sensitivities are your intuitional gifts to guide you to how to transcend what is happening and be able to take advantage of the energies that are here to support you. As you know, there are many energies on this planet who are pushing for the great split to gather more humans to become slaves of those who wish to control humanity. This slave population is something that is being pushed by the implementation of artificial intelligence or AI. And one of the things we notice about the great split is that those who are listening to the authorities, 
those who believe the lies that they are told oftentimes feel or think that they can have a better version of life if they join the metaverse, if they choose an avatar to represent them, if they take a shot that has chips in it and nanobots that will be part of their body so they get a boost of intelligence through a chip put into their brain. These people hold the belief that joining with artificial intelligence is a good thing, but it is not a good thing from our perspective because it takes away the very opportunity of evolving into a higher state of consciousness now for humanity. The metaverse is very, very different from multiverse. The multiverse is the opportunity to move into multidimensional perspectives, multidimensional opportunities, being in many dimensions at one, rather than being stuck in the third dimension or stuck in some artificial reality called a metaverse. So we're speaking about this topic because as you enter into the energies of 2023 and the new 13-day Pleiadian Earth energy period of listening energy, we're encouraging each and every one of you to listen well, listen to what you're being told and see if it resonates in your heart as truth. Listen to each other and see if you can expand perspectives of what you realize or understand. Listen to your intuition and your connection to source, where you can get all guidance, because all wisdom you need is already in your hearts. In 2023, you're going to go through some major, major changes. And there are many planetary alignments that are pushing, you might say, to help humanity get out of the zones where they are stuck and move forward in a birth process to become the new humans. What are the major influence of this is Pluto, the planet of transition and transcendence. This planet is moving into the space of revolution, a push towards freedom, a push towards independence and standing up for what you know to be true that is aligned with source and the greater reality. That movement has already begun, but it's going to become really apparent to anyone on this planet towards the end of March when Pluto moves into Aquarius, mm -hmm. duplicating the energies that were present in the American Revolution and the French Revolution and all this period of time surrounding that where humans stood up and said, this is not going to work anymore. That's what's going to happen in 2023. Yeah. Those who are part of the great split who are pushing for ascension and the higher consciousness evolution will stand up and say, that's enough. We're not going to do this. Now, it doesn't have to be a bloody war like the two revolutions we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Because the power of everything that manifests comes from your thoughts and your intentions and the power of your heart energy. This change can be accomplished through love, not through war. And that's something we want to make very clear that anyone can do. You just simply have to step out of fear because fear and love cannot coexist in the same frequency. Likewise, you need to move away from bad moods and emotional reactivity because lower vibrational emotions 
and higher vibrational feelings of bliss, joy, trust, and peace cannot coexist also at the same time. So you are team members with us, with the Pleiadians, to do this magnificent work as the cosmos opens portals for you to make an evolutionary leap that has never before been seen by humanity. This is something that we look forward to assisting you with. And we want you to know that we remain available for anyone who asks for our assistance. All you have to do is ask for Pleiadian Stardust, and we automatically help the energy field around you to open so that you can receive the help that you need. We also provide individual sessions where we can look into what are your places of being stuck and help you move beyond traumatic patterns or old habits that no longer serve you in the evolutionary process. All of this is offered through our teammates, Cullen and Pia, who will connect individuals with us to have personal sessions to be able to move forward in an accelerated rate, to ask questions where you are confused and wish a larger perspective, or to open your hearts to access greater wisdom. These are things that are coming in 2022. Now, having told you about Pluto moving into Aquarius, it will move back into Capricorn for a very short time again, for June through December of 2023. But this time when it's in Capricorn, having already tasted the energy of Aquarius, humanity will be ready to create structures of what they wish to see form rather than accepting structures and limitations that are forced upon them by manipulation. So it will be a very different energy of Capricorn. How all of these things manifest in your world depend largely upon the choices that you make. So we encourage each and every one of you to tune into your hearts and your intuition and listen to what it is you are hearing about the greater reality. Discard what you're hearing in the mind, on the news, and even the alternative news. Let it go and listen more deeply to the heart. Listen more clearly to each other. Listen more for the messages that come from your interstellar brothers and sisters, for we are here whispering in your ears every single day. All of these can be heard through the energy period you're about to enter tomorrow of listening. So listen well and know that we are with you and that in this year, you have a choice of which timeline you wish to go in the great split, which frequency you wish to live in the great split, which path you wish, the path of ascension or the path of karma you wish for yourself. All of these things are your choice because this is a planet of choice and you are very loved and supported as you make your individual choices. This is all we have to share with you for now. We want you to know that we love each and every one of you and we support you on your journey. But always, thank you so much, Larkma, for those beautiful, profound words. My goodness, you you encapsulated so much wisdom in just a few minutes, basically, and laid out what's really going on. Yeah, thank you. 
that's really, really a great perspective you gave all of us. Um, and so people now have a choice, don't they? Whether they go with the nose, the, the old system of basically, well, slavery, negativity, uh, third dimensional kind of living or a new way of, of going to a new age where people are in true happiness and they truly develop their souls in a very loving and harmonious way. So there's really a choice that's, that's that people have. And I think it's right too. Some people aren't ready for it and they're going to, they're going to take the slow boat for, you know, the, 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 the slow boat to China. They're, they're going to, they're not going to go on a bullet train or fly. They're just going to take a rowboat and just row, row to China. Yep. And, and it, it's interesting to watch this because yeah. it truly doesn't matter. Larkma did mention that we're all going to get to the same place eventually. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no contest about who gets there first or who gets there quicker. Right. It's, each, it's each person's personal adventure or personal right. progress. Right. And the only, the only big difference is there's much less suffering and much less pain in the process when people wake up because they don't have to keep repeating the karmic challenges, the karmic misunderstandings about why is my life so hard? Why, why is this happening to me? If, if they make the right choices and what we mean by right choices is doing no harm to anyone. And I mean, any sentient being, Simply making compassionate choices, making intelligent choices that have to do with empathy and just being kind. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way to to speed up the whole process. Because if we don't make poor choices, we we don't have to suffer the the, the ramifications or the circumstances of making those choices. If we're doing a good job, we're not only helping ourselves, but we're helping everyone else because every thought we have, every action we take ripples out and affects everyone else. It doesn't affect us personally. Larma created a video for introducing the energies that we've just talked about and much more about 2023 guidance. Um, for anybody who's interested in that, they can find it on Pleiadian Larkma YouTube. Okay. Well, how, how long uh, did did I play it the last time? I was no, seeing it, it's new. It's just being re- it's just been released. We're just introducing day. it this week. Oh, I see. How long is it? Twenty five. Twenty five minutes. minutes. I see. Okay. Well, um, yeah, we don't have enough time. well. If there's time, I I will play it. If there's yeah, I'd love to play it. I wish I'd known. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I I, I will play it. Um, I don't know if we have time today, but um, um, but thank you for sharing that. I will play it. I don't know if I have time today, but I would like to play it. Yeah. We don't have it today. There will be time the next time we get together, the last Saturday in January. Sure, it will fine. Still be absolutely relevant. Okay. Uh, Albert Einstein's here, my friend, and he wanted to, to share his definition of insanity. <laughs> Albert <laughs> said that, uh, he's funny. He said that um, um, insanity is defined by someone doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So so if you're stuck in the wheel of karma and, and you're 
tired of having uh, maybe a very challenging and perhaps crappy life because you make the same choices over again and you expect something different, that's the definition of insanity. It's like voting systems in the United States. People expected that it'd be different, and yet Dominion voting is most of the voting systems are Dominion voting in the United States and Canada too. How can you expect anything different when you have the same crappy system uh, turning out the same crappy results with the same crappy candidates? You're going to have a crap government. What do you expect? Right. That's absolutely right. It's It's really interesting listening to people who say they want to go back to normalcy. That's right. the same. That's the same thing as what you just explained of, about insanity. Normality, <laughs> yeah. Normality was never real. Normality right. was an illusion. Right. And people, people asking to go backwards, will recreate the same problems that we all experienced through that feeling or that that misunderstanding that normal is what we want. We don't want normal. We want expansion. We want evolution. We want a different kind of life. We want what you said a moment ago, Ted. We want to live in a place where people are kind to each other, where there's no war, there's no poverty, there's no hunger. And if we go back to normalcy, that's just going to be recreated in a cyclical pattern all over again. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. So people have to be careful what they wish for. They might get it. You know. um, I'm afraid so. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of opportunities right now, and I do see people waking up. Boy, 2023 will be really a game changer, won't it? Because well, the first first six months will be um, Aquarius going into Pluto. Yeah, I think that's what you said. So we're we're mixing revolution with possibility of war and changes. And then the second part of the year, 2023, will be back to the same star pattern we had before. But people now having tasted freedom and what the world could be like will be will be creating new institutions, which will give them freedom and take away the tyranny. So it's going to be a different kind of it's going to be a better. Actually, I think it's going to be much better. Yeah, right. it will be it, it will be it will be an opportunity to really create something different. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, people talk about what Churchill said that if you don't understand history, you will continue to repeat the same problems over and over again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a real. I don't know how to say this politely. I. I. I've never been a, a real cheerleader yeah. for church for what Churchill did yeah. and what he stood for. But I think that that quote of his is really quite accurate. Well, he what, didn't he say during the um, the bombing of London in June of 1940 during the Blitz that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And FDR said the same thing during the Depression. I think that gave people a lot of hope. And and John F. Kennedy, who's here by the way, did the same thing. Bless his soul. He's still our president on the other side, by the way. And Jackie's still our first lady. Real a real president a real first lady who actually cares about America and the world and doing good things for people here, not bad things and telling us the truth. Um, so he's still there. He says, thank you. But I mean, he's still been, he's been working. He's been working for peace ever since they murdered him back in 63. Um, 
But uh, the time is coming, and I know we're going to make it. We're actually ahead of schedule, from what I've been told, um, that they didn't expect us to get to get to this point in our evolution, spiritual evolution until 2038. But it's like 16 years ahead. It's, it's 20, uh, what is it, 2022, almost 2023 right now. And it's because of our choices. Um, Nostradamus actually had a prediction made back in the late 80s um, that by 2005, we would, many American cities and European cities would have been destroyed by a nuclear war. Didn't happen because we made the conscious choice to push for peace with the uh, former USSR back in late 80s and early 90s. Remember those days? People against uh, nuclear met Helen Caldicott out of Australia and um, uh, were all against the nuclear arms race. And it was successful. It did change the pattern of history in a good way. And we can change it again now. We can. And that's one thing that's a problem with predictions. People who ask for predictions are looking for something carved in stone that tells them what's going to happen. And when you live on a planet of choice, a prediction is just a possibility, a potential of something that could happen. And if you don't like the way it looks on a planet of choice, you change it. Right, right. Well, that's the problem I've had with getting the right lottery numbers for people around the world on Mondays. I give them out and then they change completely and then people get upset with me and <laughs> I, I can't help it. It's a free choice planet. Yeah. So, you know. Well, Larkma has said for many, many years that because of the free choice that we have and, and all planetary systems do not have free choice. This right. this. This human species is different than many, than many other species around the universe because they don't have free choice. Right. And that, that's one of the reasons why all of our galactic friends don't interfere is because they know it's our responsibility to make the right choices, to make the most of how we can change things. And that that is an incredible advantage here on this planet because it doesn't happen everywhere else right that's a good point thank you for 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 mentioning that because um a free will watery planet like the one we've got it's very rare it is yeah very rare and and that's why we're at the the jumping off point of such a great leap because You've said this, Larkma said it, Pia has said it, everyone has said it tonight in this conversation. We're the ones making the difference. We're the ones right. by, by making good choices are changing what will happen to us. Right, exactly. So we are all powerful spiritual beings. Um, and the thing, that, uh, one, one benevolent soul I'm in touch with is Zora from the hollow earth, beautiful being who says he always addresses us as beloved gods and goddesses. And he's here now. He's thanking you for bringing that point because that's what he has from the hollow earth perspective is that we are all fantastic creators and we can kind of, we can create the kind of world we want to. That was the whole message of Dr. Masuramoto before he was, um, um, before he passed away was that uh, we all have um, the ability to make the kind of planet we want through our thoughts. And his research into, um, well, you know, his, his book, Message from Water, this is, this is um, uh, love and gratitude. This is a water crystal from, made from love and gratitude on the molecular level. Just show your thought. Your thoughts are powerful things, especially in the fifth dimension, 
thoughts are things and things do materialize through your thoughts and one of the things i've been aboard the the Plutian, my Plutian mothership is that they tell me you can't be it's not a good idea to be in a bad mood because the the the, the, the shifts the controls are controlled by thought so if you're angry and upset that goes into the ship and that can mess things up um they won't let you on they'll say okay time to go back to your planet you can be nasty there but not up here <laughs> sorry <laughs> so but uh, thoughts are things in the fifth and higher dimension and that's what my psychic foster mother told me years ago she said that terry she said that thoughts are things in the fifth dimension so you have to be careful what you're what you what you think and what you wish for because you might get it so um <laughs> that, that's one of that's one of larkma's really important messages to humanity is that thoughts are much more powerful than we can have ever have imagined. That's right. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're fundamental building blocks of what yeah. we do create. And yeah. it's, it's the thought negative or positive that comes before the action that really makes the difference. Right. Right. I, I agree. Totally. I agree. I agree. Totally. I wonder how, educational systems will change in the future because a lot of what they teach in institutions now are it's total garbage but it's going to be interesting to see how that works out i know the public school system here in washington state is a, is a playground for pedophilia and pornography um they have sex education starting for kids as young as seven six seven years old where they consider gender to be fluid. If you're a little boy, you can become a little girl. If you're a little girl, you can become a little boy. It's okay to have adult sex with teachers. I mean, it's just sick, 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 sick. Um, and um, I, I don't know why anybody sends their children to public schools in this state. Um, maybe I hope other states are better than this one. Um, and they have some morality or ethics, but out here they don't. I just don't. Ted, are you familiar with the Anastasia uh, information from Russia? Do you do you know about the 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 Ringing Cedar books? There were seven books written by by no. a Russian author, and they talk about a, a woman named Anastasia, okay, who, who through her wisdom of understanding nature and understanding human nature uh -huh. developed a school system that allows the children to create the curriculum instead of instead of administrators or teachers telling the children what they need to learn the children are given the free will to tell the teachers and the administrators what would be more important for them to learn what they want to study and so it's been very, very successful. And there are some schools in other countries now that are following the Anastasia model. And that oh. is how, that is how the new education needs to look. It needs to take the wisdom from the children away from the adults who think they know more than the children, which they never did. Right. So when children are creating what what the atmosphere in the school is and what the curriculum is, it's a completely different way of children learning to get the information they need for living a real life, not the garbage that you just mentioned. I mean, right. 
Right. I, I had a terrible time in school. I never believed what, what they were telling me. I spent more time in the principal's office <laughs> or the guidance counselor's office than I did in the classrooms because starting at about age seven, I would put my hand up and say, excuse me, I don't believe what you're saying to the teachers. And th they listened to me for a while, but after a while they started sending me out of the room to go get in trouble with the principal. And I would tell the principal, look, they're telling me things that simply aren't true. They're not natural. They're, they're not factual. And I was so lucky, Ted, that my parents backed me up. When my parents were called in on a number of occasions, they would say, well, you know what? He's an intelligent little boy, and maybe you should listen to him, and maybe you should change how you believe what you're telling people. <laughs> That's so great. I, I love it. Yeah. I've had a battle. I have had a battle from kindergarten through graduate school saying, look, you're not telling the truth and maybe you need to fix what you understand about reality. Mm. Wow. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. By the way, um, Pia, you mentioned when I said March of uh, 2023 as a possible pivot point for the, the start of a second American revolution, what, what, what information do you guys have, have on that? Just curious. Just that the energies are going to be lined up. Um, Saturn is going to be moved into Pisces by then, which brings a spiritual value to the form of mm -hmm. what forms we want to create. Mm -hmm. It'll be a very different energy with that. And Pluto moving into Aquarius is all about revolution. So okay. people are going to be taking a more spiritual perspective about what is it that isn't working and what we don't like. Mm -hmm. Cohen mentioned Mars. Mars will be direct and, and pushing us to take action. doesn't have to be war. Although Mars is traditionally known as the god of war, right. it doesn't right. have to be war. As right. But we will have the push to take action. We will have the spiritual perspective by Saturn moving into a sign that's more aligned with the spiritual view. And we will have Pluto moving us into transcending what's not working and doing something different. So those things happen. They start one, two, yeah. three, five, all in a row. They just line up. And it's interesting to me that they happen on spring equinox. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, the, the Canadian truckers this year, I really admire them for what they did. They stood up to this tyrannical fascist government uh, in Canada, almost not Nazi-like government. And they've taken away their guns. But they had their trucks left and they protested with their trucks and truck protest also went on uh, here in the United States on a smaller scale in Australia, big time, uh, New Zealand. Um, but I do see something coming in in March. People's backs are against the walls. Um, I think they're probably going to try a new set of lockdowns to trigger it. I'm not sure what. Um, I know that the World Economic Forum has has called for the killing of all pets worldwide. All cats and dogs, because yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah. The reason for it, Ted, they're saying is because of emissions that these animals put out. Oh, wait, give me a break! Give me a break! Yeah, give me a break! I mean, our our the governor Inslee here is so full of BS. He should be maybe gone so that he doesn't have any more emissions either. I mean, I mean, well, his. 
his his what's ironic in this state uh, is that we have a department called the Department of Ecology. It was created by a good good uh, good governor Dan Evans back in the sixties uh, and seventies, and at one time it's had the mandate of of um, had the direction of, of protecting the environment. Everybody could agree on that, right? But this agency has gone way off track, and now they're requiring a new permit system beginning tomorrow. So any farm in the state of Washington has to have a permit. If you even have a, one cow, one pig, one goat, maybe even a cat or a dog, you've got to have a, a, a permit. This is ridiculous. And it's the next step to taking away animals so that we don't have a meat supply. Um, I'm not commenting on, you know, I, I personally, I like, I tend to be a vegetarian, but that's the next step. And after that, according to World Economic Forum, then Inslee probably will push next year for getting rid of cats and dogs. Now, I don't know. A lot of people are brainwashed in Seattle and they do follow what he says, but even those people now are getting fed up about what's going on. Oh, Ted, there's one thing about that you mentioned about taking away the meat supply. What's not being said is that it's not about denying people the right to eat meat if they choose to. What it's about is supplying an artificial fake meat, which mm. Bill Gates has already implemented. It's already out there. And what's it called? Beyond Meat? Beyond Meat. Yeah. Out there trying to hook people in to look, this is better. You could be vegetarian and eat this while they put whatever they want to in it. Nanobots, yeah. graphene. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like the joke. Right. You're eating right. it instead. Right. So it's not right. really what they're saying at all. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. The the chicanery and the, the smoke and mirrors about yeah. Telling people that what we're doing for you is good for you. I mean, right. Right. That, that, that has become such a trite soundbite of information that, that not only makes no sense, right. but it's, it's an out-and-out out lie. Are you surprised they're lying to us? They lied to us for the last couple of years. They've well, been no, lying to us. I came up with a new term for that. Mm -hmm. We have been liatized. Liatized. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That yep. makes sense. Actually, in World War II, um, Adolf Hitler said that if you say, a, a, if you make a, a big lie loud enough and, uh, over and over again, repeated enough, people will believe it. Yep, Absolutely. True. And that's, that's and that's the, the American government is using exactly the same tactics that he used in, in his regime Almost a hundred years ago, they're repeating right. the very same propaganda principles. And right. why people why people aren't waking up and going, "This is an old song. We've heard this before." I don't right. I don't get why they're not getting it. I I don't either. I don't either. Um, I don't know what it's like there, but some of the people I I've pretty much keep to myself now when I meet people on the street here because. It's impossible. They're uh, brainwashed. You can't talk to them. It's like they're closed off, you know. So anyway. We, we totally agree. We have a very small cadre or group of people we know around the world where we can have this kind of deep conversation that we're having with you right now. Right, we, we, right. Can't, we can't step out of our house onto the street and have a conversation like this because there aren't people around who who have the wisdom or the interest right. in this kind in this kind of information that we're sharing 
together. It's not a normal, it's not a normal everyday kind of occurrence. And that that's really a shame because right. we would love to have deep conversations with anybody we meet, but it's not quite possible at this point. I know. I know. You just do the best you can. Many people are mind controlled and they're indoctrinated and they, they can't. It's unfortunate. Whatever happened to the critical thinking we used to have? Um, you know, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, there were actually news reporters who cared about the truth and actually did investigative reporting. You don't get that now. You get it in the alternative media, but man, mainstream media, forget it. They don't do it anymore. So. Not only that, critical thinking courses are dropped from universities also. Really? They, they don't offer that in most universities anymore so that people can consider what is critical thinking if they haven't figured that out already by the time they get to university. Yeah, and, and that just shows us that that even at the university level, people are being controlled by what they're being taught or what's not sure. available, as Pia That's just mentioned. True. What's true. not available. I, I think philosophy courses are also being dropped because they don't want people to be talking about opposing philosophies because that's not part of the agenda. Right, right. Well, you know, during the Obama regime, um, what happened is that they, the so-called common core, they cut out uh, about 80% and 90% of math and science courses. And they cut out curse, even cursive writing. So students now graduating from high school in common core states don't know how to sign their name, don't know how to, don't know how to write out the alphabet. Um, and, um, the, the highest level of math they go is usually algebra. But if you want to know trigonometry or calculus, anything higher than that, or even physics or chemistry, it's all gone now. Um, but for people who are wealthy and can afford it, going to a private school, you do get that because then you can take the college uh, entrance exams. But for those attending a public school, they don't get that. So they have to, if they want to go to college, they have to take tutorial courses. But they don't teach that now as a matter of course. So you've basically created a split educational system in the United States of the of the haves who have the money and wherewithal to pay for private schooling and tutors and those in public school who don't are basically socialized to work at a fast food restaurant. Um, so they don't it's, it's split. It's split now. And thanks to Obama. So. That's part of the great split that Lartman was talking about. That's exactly part of the great split we're seeing all around us. It has right. to do, it, it's the difference between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. That's and right. That's it's, right. Getting, it's getting to the point where it's it's so blatantly obvious, but people don't notice. Pe the average person no. doesn't understand what we're talking about right now, unfortunately. Right, yeah, I know. I know, I know. But that's our job, isn't it? The hardest planet in the entire universe, in this universe, to affect any positive change is this one right now. It's the hardest one right here. But yet, on the other hand, um, this Earth, humanity on this, not so much Gaia, but humanity on this Earth is the reason why um, the, the ascension process has been delayed and stymied in the past because people didn't want to wake up. Some did, but most didn't. But they're waking up now. They either basically the choice now is either wake up or die or become a slave. One of the one exactly. of the exactly. Yeah. You know, Ted, we you we've talked about this with you before. The '60s was an example of waking up, right? And, and we it, almost made it. 
Almost. You you're, you're absolutely correct. We could have made it. We could have continued that trajectory, but it didn't work because not enough people were interested, because not enough people were awakened enough to see what was really going on. And well, we had an we had an agency called the Central Intelligence Agency that um, um, pr- pr- uh, promoted um, LSD and a lot of other things to get us way off track. Um, you know, but I mean, there's a lot of things that ha- that happened. But I agree. Maybe we weren't ready for it. I don't know. But we almost did it back then. No, no. Almost did it. It's it's interesting for me because this is my birthday. I'm I'm entering my 75th year today. Really, you don't look a day over 16. Really, don't. Well, I, I thank you for that compliment. And what you said something a moment ago about how things have been so different. You talked about the the news reporters who who were critically thinking, who were doing investigative yeah. reporting. Right. I've been around the block for a long time and everything and I mean everything has changed in my lifetime. And I I don't need, I'm not talking about cars and planes and inventions. I'm talking about human consciousness. Mhm. Things have changed radically in my lifetime from from people really not being interested in anything but themselves or or their clan or their family. Right. And thank goodness, all of these years later, since I was a kid, people are waking up. People are realizing that we're in this together. We're either going to make it if we work together or it's not going to work. The, the idea of unity consciousness that wasn't part of our 1940s and 50s understanding is finally here. Mm-hmm. And we can do it. We can make a difference. We are making a difference. Mm-hmm. And hopefully a portion of the collective, a portion of the population will listen, will look up and say, wow, I can do that too. I can make a difference by changing my choices, by changing my habits, by changing my belief systems that wasn't available to this population when I was a kid. And now it's available to everybody. And the good thing about it is if you take advantage of that and make those choices, you're happier. Right. Exactly. That's true. And I think people are getting happier. I mean, they're waking up and to make the better choices. Um, That's the whole premise of this show is to raise consciousness and help people with the ascension, which I've been doing now for over nine years. So, um, and you too, you know, you, you walked away from some good academic careers, but but you knew that in your heart you were doing the right thing. So, and I knew in the, my heart too, I was doing the right thing too, you know. It, it actually, this is going to sound funny, Ted, but actually there was no choice. Mm. You know, we're talking about, we're talking about choice and free will here on this planet. But I think when when we see and we feel in our hearts that we can make a difference in a different way than maybe the way we were educated or right. maybe the way we thought the world was working. Mm-hmm. When we get to that point, I don't think we have a choice. We have to move. The heart wants to choose instead of the head. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So right. I, I, think, I think it's a, a foregone conclusion. We do make those choices because we have to. I get, I get a lot of clients sometimes who want a reading about the purpose of life and what they're doing here and why they're here. Because what they're doing, they may be earning a lot of money, but they're not happy. 
Exactly. Well, yeah, and they right. asked me, said, I went, I went, I spent all these years in schooling to do this. And now, I mean, the money's good. Okay. Pay bills. But beyond that, I'm not happy. Um, so, you know, we're, we're seeing more people, yeah. especially women who are leaving the corporate world right now. There are, there are probably hundreds of thousands of people worldwide who are looking at their lifestyle, as you just explained, right. and they're looking at, at the corporate, the, the crazy, avaricious ridiculousness of the corporate world. And people are leaping ship. They are moving away from, from that place where they thought they were going to have power. They thought they were going to make lots of money. They were going to be prestigious. They were going to be mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. And their their lives are unhappy. Their lives are unfulfilling. Right. And they are jumping ship. And I'm so happy to see this. It's happening everywhere all around the world mm-hmm. right now at this time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, things are changing for the better and they're waking up. Yeah, people. Well, actually, women are leading the spiritual revolution on this planet. That's right. It's yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what the divine feminine knows is that women aren't better than men. It takes both. And that's right. very different from the patriarchal view that men are better than women. That's right. Yeah. The divine feminine knows it takes both in harmony. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see more of that starting this year, this coming year tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to see more, more women speaking up and we're going to see more men developing their feminine side. We're going to see more men becoming more sensitive. And that, that is part of the evolution of the revolution. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about time. <laughs> it's, about time. it's about time. Well, this is an exciting time, and um, um, I'm uh, I'm so glad you're doing the work that you are doing. I mean, you could be doing a lot of things, and me too, for that matter. But I know in my heart, um, I'm doing the right thing um, with the shows and writing my books, and you are too, for that matter. And um, and things are changing, and I think uh, you're going to see tremendous changes next year for the better. Um, yep. And truth's going to come out, you know. And I don't think. I don't think people will stand, uh, for example, in Canada, I don't think they'll stand for Trudeau anymore, and they won't stand for Biden here anymore either. And many leaders, so-called leaders of many countries will be out the door just because people will not want them around anymore, period. Yep. They know they're false, um, and they're not carrying out the wishes of the people. So, well, they'll be I, think, I think we're going to see a trend of people removing bad politicians i agree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when mars and when um mars comes in in march um if they don't leave voluntarily they'll be they'll be they'll be taken out by force that's what i'm seeing yep yep we agree we mm-hmm. agree so um anyway um yeah it's um yeah, I, all of their plans to, to kill us and slave us are kind of fa- are, have failed. But I do feel sorry for the number of people who have died from the, um, yeah. from the shots. Um, it does sadden me to see that. And um, I think without our help from our Palladian brothers and sisters, it would have been a lot worse. Um, but there are there are a segment of the population who believed in government, want to go back to the, the old normal, whatever that is. 
and um, well, Lark was, was talking about uh, trusting government. And if you just take this shot full of nanobots and 187 different lethal diseases, everything will be fine, which is not fine. So, we, Ted, Ted, we were amazed when 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 the inoculations were really popular. We we saw mobile units with these big circus-like tents with hundreds and hundreds of people waiting in line for these these ridiculous yeah. death death-filled inoculations. P and I were yeah. we would stop the car and just gaze at at this huge amount of this huge mass of people that mm-hmm. believed everything they were told and waiting right. in line for hours because right. because because they felt they were going to be saved although as pia just said it was abuse not not a saving we right. we were shocked to see these units all around it it was like it was science fiction to us mm-hmm. um yeah i remember um it was last when was it it must have been about a year and a half ago um, yeah, about a year and a half ago, I confronted the people at one of those mobile units and there was a lady there and her eyes turned jet black. And I thought, oh my God, she's got a demon. And she was the head, head nurse for this unit to put the injections. And I said, you're committing genocide. You are killing people. And here's 50 medical studies to prove it. Um, I had sheets, flyers made up. And everybody at this thing thought I was crazy. And I said, pleading with them not to take it. But I think some of them did anyway. But I don't think many of them are alive anymore. But anyway, so. Well, we can only do what we can do, Ted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all you can do. There was a uh, videotape I saw a couple of weeks ago. I try to keep this program positive. I haven't. I thought about playing it and then I got to know, but I'll just tell you about it. Uh, it was a woman involved in um, child trafficking along the um, Mexico-U.S. border, which is now sanctioned by the Biden administration. Hunter Biden makes money off of it, I guess. He has a company that does it. At any rate, um, she was one of the head traffickers. And actually, believe it or not, the Border Patrol agents had actually arrested her. There are some good people in the Border Patrol who don't follow Biden and had arrested her. And she started snarling because she had a, a negative entity within her. And she started talking about the shot program, how we can they control us through the shots, and that uh, they use the kids for adrenochrome, and and uh, it was it was awful. That was awful. Um, one thing Trump did do is that he did uh, police the border well and um, manage it better than what we've got currently. They're just trying to destroy the United States by all these people coming in. That's what I see happening. Anyway, I hope people wake up. Um, we won't have much of a country left after a while if, if they don't. So, well, we hope so too. Yep. And it's yeah. not, and it's not just America. It's it's the whole world. Yeah, the, I was, uh, in, I was, um, um, I saw a post in um, Sweden. I'm part Swedish and have relatives there. And in southern Sweden, Malmo, which is a large city, uh, in the school systems there, um, the Swedish people are a minority. Only a third are Swedish. And most of, most most people there in that school district don't speak even speak Swedish or English. They speak everything else. 
We have good friends in Malmo. We we are very we talk we them. talk to friends um, regularly. We know we know Malmo really well. We've been to Sweden many many times. Yeah, yeah. And many of our Swedish friends say yeah. that Sweden is no longer Sweden. They were so kind to so many refugees right over, over the past three to five years that that the entire Swedish culture is no longer. It's finished. Interesting. It's, it's done. Uh huh. Huh. Wow. Well, I've been told the crime rates been, has gone up significantly in Malmo as well. There's areas you don't want to go to. That's what I've heard anyway. True. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, that's coming uh, to a neighbor here near you too, because that's what you're getting around Texas now. But, you know, we're talking thousands and thousands of people just being let in. Not only that, but Biden ordered the the border patrol to give them uh, social security numbers, cards, and they give them free transportation anywhere they want in the United States with money for housing. I mean, it's just, why does anybody stand up? I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea. But we don't either. Regular, regular, hardworking American citizens don't even, aren't even given those perks. No, no, we're not. Mm-mm, we're not. We're not. I think, and actually in many ways, um, we uh, maybe it's 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 better maybe a, a second american revolution needs to happen i don't know i, I, I think, think it, it i think it's necessary actually right yeah uh because what else are people gonna do i don't know you know um i thought the white hats would have taken out biden uh over two years ago in a new york minute nothing nothing's been done and this um, this shit show just keep, continues. <laughs> well, apathy apathy has to take a second seat to to responsibility and and standing up and saying no or we have to do something else. The apathy right. has to stop. And I think that's one of the things that happened in Australia. And we have many many Australian friends. <laughs> Right. So I don't. I don't want to say anything disparaging about Australia. However, I think it's possible that the Australian population was too apathetic, and what has happened there happened because they didn't stand up and say no early enough. Right. They didn't. They didn't take action right. when it was necessary to take action. Right. Exactly. Well, look at the um, look at the election in Arizona. I wish Carrie Lake well in her court in her court um, battle. Um, but that election, you knew that was thrown. That's no, another false election. Um, and uh, I hope they win in court, but if they don't, they should explore other alternatives because everybody knows that was a false election. And if the judicial system doesn't address people's grievances, then there's other ways they should go and do it. And maybe we need another revolution in Arizona as well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously. It's it's yeah. possible, Ted, if if things don't move in a more positive situation in America. Right. Te- Texas and Florida may move for for um succession. succession. Yeah. And good yeah. for them. I don't know why Abbott didn't didn't uh, Governor Abbott in Texas didn't move for succession almost two years ago when the when the fake Biden administration refused to allow Governor Abbott of Texas to increase energy production so people wouldn't freeze and die from the, the cold weather that came into Texas almost two years ago now. 
you know, Biden, you know, and nobody questions it. What could have what could have Biden done? What could have the cabal done if he said, you know, screw you, Biden, I'm going to go ahead and, and take care of my people here. Sue me in the courts. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. just go ahead. Texas was an independent country from 1836 to uh, 1846. And so they have that spirit within them and they remember that as well. You know, yeah. And they do believe in the Second Amendment there. Um, you walk into a into a, a little shop in, somewhere in Texas and um, everybody's armed. They've got guns in their, in their holsters and good for them. You know, anybody messes with them, well, they take care of it. You know, so... Yep. Yep. They'll blaze the way for everybody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much for your beautiful words of wisdom. Any any last comments to my listeners? Um, Just move into whatever's coming next with expectation of good things coming. Okay. Keep our vibrations up and trust that whatever comes, whatever challenges we have, we're being given the help to move beyond them. Okay. 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 Good. Good. I think, I, I think that that we need to have hope that yeah. that we're going to get through this. Right. And that that no matter what they throw at us, right, we'll survive it. We'll survive right. it, and and we'll actually prosper because what we're doing through our heart wisdom is the most important thing that can be going on right now. So we just just have to keep what Pia said, keep our vibration up and realize that that even though they're doing their worst, we're still going to be okay. I agree. Yeah, I I agree. Totally. I agree. Totally. I don't know if you have, um, if you've got a few more minutes, but there's two short segments from uh, Dr. Masari uh, Fukushima in Japan. He's very well respected and he's very angry at the the Japanese government for pushing the vaccines there. And normally the Japanese are very polite. Um, They don't swear in public, but he did during this um, broadcast. But normally on my shows, I only allow 50 swear words per hour. So he (laughs) swore twice during this and that's fine. (laughs) It's within the guidelines. So I don't know if you want to listen to this. It's uh, one's five minutes, the other's three minutes long. But I think you'll find it interesting. Um, do you speak Japanese? You could listen to it, understand it. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's got it's got English subtitles. And um, uh, Don, if you're there, uh, if you want to hang on and watch it for a couple of minutes, I think you'll find it very interesting. This is a guy who's member of the establishment in Japan, and um, he's very angry. And I think that's the kind of anger you're coming out in a country like Japan, where everybody usually gets goes along to get along, uh, is very different. That energy is coming out now. It's, it's a portent of what's going to happen in March, um, even in the United States, which is fairly. Uh, I mean, people are getting upset. Just wait a couple of months with all those astrological energies. But if we can, uh, Don, let's let's play the first one. I think it's. Um, yeah, we could play that, and then uh, we'll follow by the other three minutes. There's one's five and one three, so we can play that, and just um, you can you can watch this guy complaining about the Vax program in Japan. Thank you. 
分かった人についてこれ意見書出したらほったらかしじゃないの何やってんだってことだ隠蔽したくてしょうがないんですよこの事実を勝って役替えがそうだった川田さんものすごくそれで苦しんだわけじゃないねだから何としても役替えを根絶しないといけないこの国は役替えからレッスンを受けてもう二度と役替えができない国になってるんですだけどそれを強引に無視して何兆円も使ってこの悪人をワクチン輸入して国民に先導してだからちっとも収まらないです私昨年このワクチンが普及すると困ると思ってこのワクチンによってパンデミックが解決すると思うのは妄想であると断じましたよ専門雑誌の中でこれはもうミスコンセプションで今ようやくこのことが分かってきたメッセンジャー RNA はナノパーティクルにも前前ナノパーティクルにくるんで入れることがいかに危険かっていうことだあらゆる細胞がそれを飲み込んでそれで細胞が変,変換していっちゃうんですよそういうことがもう今分かったんだよねメカニズムははっきりしてる即刻評価委員解散して前例調査しなさいこれが結論だね前例調査だよだからワクチン打ってから調子が悪くなった人はみんな医療機関に周知してねもたもたしてっちゃダメです何が起こるか分かんない心血管障害自己免疫疾患感染しやすいそれから脳にも来るんでナノパーティクルは脳に取り込まれるんですよこれを頭の悪い学者は血液関門は通らないから大丈夫だとバカじゃないって言いたい自然免疫を抑えられるんですだから日本人が初めね蔓延しなかったのは唾液中に IgA があってコロナには対して交差体制があるから抑えられてたんですよところがワクチン打ったがためにそれがシャットダウンされた自然免疫が抑えられたからこういうことになってるんですよちっとも収まらないんですよねどんどん広がりますよ今ブレイクスルー感染検査しましたもうほとんどの人がブレイクスルー感染ですよ今はかかってる人がねワクチン打ってない人がかかってるんじゃないのワクチン打った人が移し合ってる厚労省から提示されてるデータで全部明らかだからあとお話ししますデータ全部おおしあの Yeah that's the first one and then Don if we could play the second one This is the response of the Japanese Minister of Health to his、uh, little speech. いい加減にしなさいよ、もう、そんな,もうあそんな話聞いたりしたら、プロセスどうのことで、誰も納得ない、はい、あのもちろんですねあの、いただいてそのままあの評価するだけではなくて、評価しようがないって、そういうものは臨床的にはきちっとカルテ見て、はい、データを見て、一例一例、きちっと丁寧にあれ、人の命がかかってんだから、はい、あのそのように努めてまいりました。はい、いい加減にしなさいよ、はい、もう、こんだけ番組揃えて、国会議員の方々も来てて。もうこんなことをね、繰り返してダメだ。もう、最初からね、きちっとしたサイエンスの光できちっと照らし出して、えだから早速もう、即刻評価委員会という馬鹿げた組織は解散。調査委員会を設けて、前例調査そのためにきちっと統計化を入れて、そして、まともな学者を入れて、ねそれで検査を、それで調査しなさいあ、この方については先ほど佐野先生、組織のサンプルがあるなら、じゃあスパイクタンパクがどういうプロセスでいくかもうみんな世界中研究してるんだから日本のね威信がかかってるよこんだけたくさんワクチン打ってで厚労省の肝心旗振ってるところは 10% しかワクチン打ってないなんだそれっていうことだ
まずこれを明らかにして即刻評価員辞め前例調査それは死亡者報告してない死亡例も全部洗い出してください何千人何万人の命がかかってるんだからそれともう一つこのワクチンの抗菌副作用っていうのは分かんないんですよね、いっぱい取り組まれたナノパーティクルが次々スパイクタンパク出していまだにおかしいこんな調子がおかしい何かの表紙におかしくなる何かの表紙に血圧が上がる何かの表紙に湿疹が出てくる調べたらスパイクタンパクが出てくるその診断もう次にフェーズ移ってるんです即刻ワクチン接種やめて前例の健康管理に行かないとダメだとこの論文も言ってるじゃない科学の最先端をきちっと理解できないんです人間を呼んできてマスコミもそういう人をテレビに出していつも同じものが旗振ってるバカみたいなバカ丸出しっていうんだよこれこんなことについてプロセスどうのこうのの説明を聞くために来たんじゃない今日はもうこういうことをきちっとあのしないとダメだということで来ました私はははい。In a country like that, is, it's indicative of the kind of things that's going to happen. Even in the complacent United States, where there's lots of apathetic people, when, when your parents or brothers or sisters or spouses are, are all dying from this, this stupid vaccine that they didn't need to take, that was for a virus that never existed, that could never still prove it,、um, they're going to get angry and they're going to take the law into their own hands. The White Hats have been moving far too slow. I mean, I mean Trump giving his speeches, that's all nice, but talk is cheap. And、um, very cheap, easy to do, but if there's no concrete action, people, people will take things into their own hands. And I see that happening about mid March. Yep, we, 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 agree. we agree. I mean, I, I can't believe that, that Anthony Fauci is still in the position he's in. I, I don't understand how the population can allow a madman who,、right. who, who is, is as damaging as someone like Hitler. In the position that he's in, he's not an elected official. Right, exactly. Right. He's not, he's not there by popular demand. Right. And why, and why people don't constantly get lies. Lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. Lies, lies, lies. Every time I see him, he lies.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's,、yeah. he's, he's the poster child for what has to be dismantled. He, he's one of the people. He's not. He's not like Bill Gates, who, who is just a normal citizen. This guy is in a position、right. of, of doing things within the government. I know. Gates, Gates is doing things privately. That's different than someone in a governmental position. It's,、right. it's incredible. Yeah, I know. Well, things are going to come to head next year. That's what I'm seeing.、Um, I hope there's no violence. But I'm just repeating what President George Washington has told me a warning. Yeah.、Um, yeah. I know the White Hats have been doing a lot of things behind the scenes and there's been a lot of arrests. But, you know, people are getting frustrated. I think the White Hats have moved too, far too slowly,、um, far, much too slowly on this.
and Trump could have done things. I've, a lot of people in America, I think, feel abandoned by the former president. Where is he? Give speeches. That's nice. But what about help while the country disintegrates? Um, I'm looking at figures right now that already we're looking at about a 20, 25 percent personnel reduction in the U.S. Armed Forces just because of the people who who's taken the jab. They're either sick, dead or dying. Um, and you can have all the weapons you want, but if you don't have personnel in that force, you forget it. You're not going to be able to make much of a threat. But maybe that was the plan all along. I don't know. I, I don't know. Disable our, our military forces so a foreign power could come in and take us over or take us over from within, too. I don't know. But um, I think the the millions and the, the, the people at the border with Mexico, that's engineered. I have nothing against legal immigration, but what's happening now is a wholesale sellout of the country. And so these tens of millions of people who are already, are already dead or disabled uh, from, from the vaccine in the United States, uh, their jobs are em- empty. And Schumer, from that criminal from New York in the Senate, said that they ought to take those jobs now and give it to illegal aliens coming in and give them all citizenship. You know, I mean, that's what's obviously going on. Destroy the United States, replace us with, uh, with people coming in illegally. We've got to stand up for this because if, because Biden's not going to do anything. So what's good? It's going to, how much more abuse do you have to, do you have to, uh, to, to, to endure? Um, there were two pictures today I thought about showing, but because this program is, is the purpose is to raise consciousness. I try to keep it on a positive bent, but we do talk about negative things. We have to. And these two pictures, I'm not going to show them, but I'll just describe them briefly. And they appear to be genuine. There's one of them. Biden is kneeling down in a crowd to a little five-year-old boy. And how can I say this on the air without offending anybody? Um, He's got his knee down to where the boy's genitals are. And then in the camera shot that I saw, his hand is clutching this little boy's genitals. Now, I don't consider that right or appropriate, but there it is on mainstream media. I've got the picture if anybody wants it. A second one is where, um, I mean, you've seen all these pictures of him, um, you know, touching women's, young girls' breasts and everything. Um, oh, right. It was the one with Zelensky. This was on Fox News where his wife uh, was on the, uh, the right. Zelensky was in the middle and Biden was on the left. And Biden had his hand on Zelensky's ass and he was clutching it like in an in a overtly sexual manner. Now, I don't know what you think about that. I find it offensive broadcast for everybody to see. But this is our fake president. This repre- he represents the United States, really. Anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not going to show the pictures on the air. I find them repulsive, but I'll just tell people about it. If anybody wants it, just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com and I'll send you the pictures. You can make your own conclusions. They appear to be both genuine. Well, it, this is normal. This is normal. That's that's precisely. What they're trying to show is that this is okay. You're 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 exactly spot on about this, Ted. This this public display is showing the citizens of America or the world that yeah. this is normal, okay behavior. That's what's wrong with it. That's I don't consider absolutely- it normal behavior. This man should be arrested. 
He should be arrested. Um, Well, as we wrap up today's wonderful show, uh, Don, could you show the picture I sent you for the German and uh, British soldiers shaking hands in December 1914? That was an interesting story. I want to um, to show if that's okay, Don. If you could show that, that would be great. In December 1914, the British and German soldiers were at a standstill in France. And um, uh, there, I think it came from the German side, but they, they, they sent a rock with a, with a note attached to it asking uh, the British if they would like to celebrate Christmas together. And these were all young kids, the soldiers for, for Britain and, uh, and Germany. And um, they did. They stopped, they stopped it for I don't know how many days, a week, at least several days, four or five days. And they celebrated Christmas together. They didn't want to fight. And they sang songs and they traded like cigars for liquor and had just had fun. And they didn't want to kill each other um, until the generals on both sides got angry because they said, we've got to have a war. We've got to have people killing each other. <laughs> but that's the kind of spirit we need today in the Ukraine, all over the world, that we are all one. And this happened back in December 1914. It's well documented what happened that the generals were ordering them to fight. And the guy said, no, we're not going to fight. They're our brothers. We are all one. We are all part of humanity. We're not going to kill each other. That kind of spirit needs to return today in spite of the media. And I think that that one consciousness, that consciousness that we are all one is, is still there, but it needs to be perpetuated again. What do you think, Pia and Colin? We think you're right on. It does need to be conscious consciousness right. instilled at that level again. Absolutely. And right. and what it will take, Ted, it will take people to stop listening to authority that they see as above them and do what they know in their hearts right. and their minds, what their feelings are telling them. And that's exactly that's exactly what people have to take back because right. we have lost. We have absolutely lost that kind of understanding between tribes, nations, religions, whatever the separating elements are. We need to stop using those differences that's been keeping us separate from each other. So we have to to stop listening to politicians, religious leaders, governments. Yeah medical community if we stop listening to all these controlling energies we will create what you just showed in that photograph right right people will get to the point where they don't want to fight you know um yeah they don't want to fight yeah it's a good you know we we, we've got a shortage now of equipment in the in the um in the military in the united states because all of our weapons are being 900 tanks just went to went to poland for the ukraine uh, two weeks ago, they sh- I saw the video tape of them being unloaded. Most of our tanks now are in the Ukraine. They prop up re- a regime that actually has a Nazi, a battalion named after the Nazis, the Azov Battalion, and they're, they 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 engage in child trafficking, capturing of women and men for um, for sex trafficking. Um, they create adrenochrome. They have bioweapons uh, factories originally started by Obama and the Clintons back in. I don't know, 10 years ago or more. I mean, this is repulsive what they're doing now. 
And the people like your friends in the Ukraine, they just want freedom. They just want to be left alone. And they're being used, the whole country is being a prop up like they want to make it war. Our mass media is disgusting. On CNN, they paint it as a war of freedom. That's that's BS. Um, Putin is the hero here, in my opinion, because he's going in and trying to clean up the mess. And we should we should be supporting him and not the other way around, in my opinion. I think we need to focus on the unity we talked about. In this exactly. Right. 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 That's where our focus needs to be in those higher vibrational energies. Right. See what's out there that's wrong, but then turn your focus towards what's right. Yeah, we can't we can't not look at the dark. We we have to look at the dark right. to to understand what's going on. But that doesn't mean we put our vote in that direction. But we can't be ostriches with our heads in the sand, not being aware of what's really going on. So we yeah, see. Right. Then we turn our attention to the higher energies. I think on that note, I would like to say thank you for a great conversation. My pleasure, my friend. Again, the last Saturday in January, and we'll be in touch. All right, my friend. Can't wait to see you next month. We'll arrange another time. I'll just send you an email with some dates. So, All right. Thank you. Thank you, Ted. We love these conversations. Great. Always good to talk to you. And again, always wonderful to talk to, to Larkma and... Um, Plenty at Admiral Halosaurus um, says his love to you, too, and thanks you for your wonderful work. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Good night. We'll say good night and bye-bye for now. All right, my friends. Happy New Year. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Those are my good friends, P. and Cullen, coming to us somewhere on the planet uh, with messages from Lark. I always really enjoy um, listening to them. Uh, before I forget, this is my new book, Journey to the Other Side, that was just published here uh, I think about less than a month ago. Uh, it's a it's a book on talking to angels and other benevolent beings, and including a benevolent extraterrestrials. It's got lots of information in it with lots of colored pictures um, of, of spirits, uh, pictures of spirits, um, and I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, if you'd like a copy, uh, just uh, send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail dot com. Uh, it's available on on Amazon. Um, but, uh, uh, but if you buy it from me, um, you get a free reading and a copy of the 1963 newspaper article published in New Zealand about the Kennedy assassination that was actually published while President Kennedy was still alive in, in Washington, uh, DC. Um, the, um, uh, we are entering a, 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 we are still entering a wonderful new world and, um, the vibrations are rising and we are headed into the higher dimensions, my friends. It's not to say that we're not having challenges, um, but astrologically speaking, we're inter- entering into a very interesting time with the same astrological pattern we had in 1776 when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Um, into the French Revolution. So that's kind of energy. And for that, I do have another guest coming on shortly, but I'd like to go ahead, Don, let's go ahead and play the first, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 minutes of uh, Joe Anthony's uh, astrological forecast for uh, 2023. He will go into the details of astrologically the kind of period we're going into. And then um, about quarter after the hour, then we'll bring in um, Jesse Howell will be coming in uh, my good friend from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, he's got a radio show up there, too. We'll be discussing these topics. But if we could play that, Don, that would be great. Thanks so much. About maybe, I don't know, about 15 minutes or so. Thanks. Hi, friends. Joseph Anthony here, and welcome to this 2023 uh, Astrology Trends and Possibilities. 
So I'm going to go over some of the things that I see happening in 2023, some of the possibilities because timelines are shifting and changing. And if society continues to wake up, we will change those possibilities. So that's why I called it possibilities. But astrology is really about uh, cycles and patterns of recognition. And so as uh, timelines keep shifting, uh, we are going to shift accordingly. So this is going to be another one of those years of ch great change. Uh, you know, a lot of surprises because Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, which has to do with values. But um, it's going to be another one of those um, years where uh, we're in for some significant changes. If we look back at last year, we saw that we're kind of leaving the old world behind. You know, old belief systems, old ways of doing things. Uh, the politics, uh, the monetary system, uh, people awakening uh, and questioning everything. And so this is part of this Aquarian age that we're entering, or I believe that we may be in, uh, and especially this year in 2023, because Pluto, the great sign of death and rebirth and, and, and change, significant change and transformation, will enter Aquarius for the first time in 240 years, and I will cover that. That's going to be significant for humanity. But I did title this year, and before I get into that title, I just want to basically uh, put out there that this is not meant to be negative, uh, and it's not meant to be fear-based. It's basically what I see happening overall to society, and it's really meant to not scare you, but just to prepare you. You know, because if you know something's coming, you kind of, you know, get a, get a, get ready for it. You know, uh, you, you stock up or you kind of see what you need to do in order to just avoid uh, the worst possible scenario. So let's get started and let me get into this and I'll tell you what I am talking about here. Okay, so I've named this uh, year the year of total breakdown. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that we are going to experience major significant changes in 2023. And it'll actually happen probably the first half of the year because we are, what we're witnessing right now is the destruction of the old world. And that's what I mean by breaking down the old belief systems, the old ways of doing things. This is all going to go away. Um, you know, I've been talking about this for years and other astrologers and psychics and, you know, people that are following trends are seeing the same thing. But this year it's very significant because of Pluto and because of Jupiter and because of the North Nodes, which I will get into all of those slides and, and give you my overview on all of that. But the year of total breakdown. So this year is going to be a very passionate year. It's going to be a, a, an emotional year, uh, but it will be significant changes that actually have to happen as the old system uh, gives way to a new system that's coming on, on board. And unfortunately, it's a, a long, slow process because as I've said in the past, we cannot have these changes happen too quickly because the psyche of the average person could not handle it. In other words, let's just say uh, that the new system comes online, a new financial system here in the United States comes online backed by some sort of precious metal or gold, and they announce it tomorrow. The rest of the world and the currencies and everyone else will be running to the United States to buy the currency, therefore collapsing their own currencies. Do you see what I'm saying? So it cannot happen uh, overnight. It is a slow process of, of change and development that 
we could easily acclimate to. Okay, I hope that makes sense to you guys. And I know it does because you guys are pretty smart. So anyway, the year of total breakdown, that's what I'm talking about. It's talking about I'm talking about belief systems. I'm talking about ways of doing things. And if you have, you know, people that in your circle that you're already doing things with or buying and purchasing or bartering, by all means, keep doing it. You know, find different ways of of getting around the system. So this is what I mean by total breakdown, okay? Uh, I'm not talking about chaos, even though around the world we will see some of that uh, this year. As a matter of fact, when we look, you know, we, of course, in Brazil, there almost every day now, uh, there are some sort of protests or um, gatherings of some kind because of their election issue there. And we're going to continue to see more of that around the world. Uh, we also have, you know, stuff like this, violent protests in uh, China. As I'm doing this video, uh, the beginning of uh, December, this was still ongoing. Uh, we're seeing that, you know, uh, thousands protest in Germany demanding solidarity and energy. They're having issues there as well. Uh, and of course, if you want to check all this stuff out for yourself, there's a great website here that I found. And uh, you can see here there's 400 significant anti-government protests going on right now worldwide. And that changes. And uh, I just picked out some of the ones from 2022. But this is going to be significant because of that Pluto in Aquarius. So uh, if you want to keep up to date with all of this, I, I would highly suggest it. Uh, we also have the GOP taking over uh, the House in um, 2023. And they're going to be investigating. They've already claimed this guy. And, uh, and of course, Musk is also releasing a ton of information on this guy and the whole Biden crime family. So my point being is, is we're going to see a lot of disruption going on and will continue into 2020-23. And there's hidden stories like this that, you know, nobody's paying attention to. You know, in 2021, 334,000 medical staff uh, left the workforce, you know. So there's going to be an issue uh, with the medical uh, system coming up over the next couple of years. Again, this is not to scare you. It's just to give you common sense. Like, hey, look at what's happening here, you know, and it's going to be exacerbated and amplified even more in 2023. Now, this is one of my, uh, I love this uh, this woman here. She's a great researcher, Catherine Austin Fitz. Uh, she wrote about this in, 20, uh, in 2013, and she's still been talking about how the old system is struggling and dying. And uh, Greg Hunter has some of the, the greatest uh, guests uh, really know what the hell they're talking about on USA Watchdog. So I, you know, I would highly suggest you check his website out. But read th this article, and she's got tons of videos you could watch. Um, and she's been, and she's a you know a background in uh, Wall Street, and she used to work for the government, the HUD, the HUD secretary, until they threw her under the bus. So really an interesting story, but she's really got a lot of common sense, and she's not the only one. There's so many others, but I'm just giving you an example of what I see happening in 2023. Of course, one of my favorites here is Roman, and he has a great video, which I've already posted this before, about food shortages in 2023, and he explains why that is a strong possibility. And there is that possibility in 2023, there'll be shortages of some kind. You know, like when you go to your local store and you don't see the products you used to see, that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, you know, that could be significant as well, too. Jupiter will be entering Taurus, the sign of food. Uh, this month in May, and I'll cover that as well. Uh, what else do we have? We have, um, of course, we have this clown, uh, you know, who keeps talking about the Great Reset, the Great Reset, the future that they want from this criminal organization, unelected, bureaucratic uh, nonsense. So we have to keep an eye on all this, and this is what this year seems to be shaping up to. So let's get into the 
the sort of nitty gritty here. All right. Uh, the year of 2023 totals a seven, two plus two plus three. Again, symbolism, numerology. This is a seven year. And so seven years have a lot to do, uh, with also this card too. And this, uh, in the uh, tarot, it's, uh, the chariot. Um, the seven year has a lot to do with, uh, family structure, foundation, feelings, introspection. And I do believe I have a slide here with all of that, but I also wanted to relate how the uh, chariot is also part of the seven. There's the Roman numeral seven. Here's a man, uh, sitting on what looks like man lions. Uh, this is about will also. It's about drive and determination, as you could see here, moving forward. So things having to do with mobility this year is going to be very important. Uh, this could have something to do with transportation, fuel issues. Uh, you know, again, symbolism, symbolic. Uh, and so this could be, uh, something to do with emotions and passions and desires, which will be absolutely escalated in 2023. So just to give you an overview of this, uh, symbol here. And then of course, here are the trends that I see from the year seven. It's an emotional year. It's a very reflective year, you know, very nostalgic in a sense. Internalizing, you know, like, why is this happening to me? I don't know. There may be a lot of that for some people. It's a very intuitive year where you kind of sense, you know, something's about to happen or change. We could be very driven, just like the symbol of the chariot, very driven to what we want and go after. We could be very determined. We could also be reclusive this year, you know, uh, like just spending a lot of time by ourselves. And I would suggest spend it in nature by water, okay, like I've been doing, um, because it, it just makes you feel better and you feel connected. And, you know, because as I've been saying, nature is the real world. It's not in the big cities. It's in the natural world of nature where we connect with the source within ourselves. It could be a year full of probing you know, questioning everything, but it's a very spiritual year. Sevens are spiritual. It's a very spiritual year. Uh, change to friendships and family. This is a big one because sevens are usually associated with family members and people closest to us. It's not as strong as a six year, but seven year has to do with, it can be some changes to friendships and acquaintances and family. Uh, moving. This could be a big uh, year for moving, moving energy, moving around, uh, changing residence, all that stuff and contemplation. You know, what should I do here? What should I do there? I mean, again, this is just a general overview of a seven year. Uh, if you want to know more, um, this woman here, I think is a, writes great stuff. Uh, Christine Delory. I left a link uh, in the description below if you want to check her out. But also, uh, we also have, this is the Chinese uh, water rabbit year in 2023, and it starts on January 22nd, and it goes all the way through February the 9th of 2024. And these are some of the themes associated with the Chinese horoscope. Uh, feeling lucky, you know, a lot of people might, might go to casino more or, you know, want to gamble or take a chance or a risk because of feeling lucky. Uh, being more vigilant, paying more attention to your surroundings and the people in your life, uh, being witty, you know, clever, smart, quick-witted, you know, that sort of stuff, resourceful, you know, minding your resources, paying attention to what you have, uh, you know, um, maybe being a little more conservative when you, when you, when you should be, um, uh, being quick-witted, ingenious, you know, being smart about things, just having a knowing or a sense of things, um, fertile, you know, this is the symbol that represents fertility. This is why it's used in the celebrations during the spring equinox or some of the holidays like Easter. 
this is why we have fertility and we have eggs and, and it's all part of that. Sexuality is also part of the rabbit. Uh, so this could be uh, themes this year having to do with sexuality and reproducing and new technology involving, you know, uh, reproducing uh, humans and stuff. I mean, they're already doing the test ha- tubes and producing, um, you know, a life in, in tubes, not even in a human anymore. So there could be stuff around sexuality um, and, of course, hormonal changes and all that. Um, peacefulness, uh, peaceful, quiet. Gentle, this is all associated with the rabbit year, and being responsible is also important in a rabbit year. So we're going to see a lot of this. Again, I'm just trying to point out the general overview of the symbolism of this coming year. So um, major trends, let's get to the astrology now, because this is going to be very important. And I, I take note of the dates, if you have to take a s- screenshot of this and, and save these dates, because... These are the most significant trends and and transits that I see coming up in 2023, and I'll go over each one of them. So March the 7th, Saturn, which is the planet of restrictions, karma, lessons, goes into the sign of Pisces, the sign of spirituality. And so here we have a really, uh, actually, it's a pretty good mixture between this fixed earth sign and this passionate, compassionate water sign. So around this time frame, we could find ourselves being, you know, those of us that are religious, turning more towards religion or faith or spirituality and understanding it more. Our intuition will also go up more around this time, you know, just feeling more compassionate towards others, maybe animals or understanding towards other people in our lives and, you know, what's going on. So this is going to be a trend all the way into 2024. I'll get into this slide in a little bit, but I'm just giving you an overview. And so Saturn um, is going to be very significant. And this has a lot to do with, like I said, karma. So it's about the effort you put in and what you get rewarded back. So you'll feel this a great deal this year on a personal level and on a larger scale. Uh, there's definitely going to be a more a, a larger movement uh, with government, which is Saturn, Pisces, which is uh, spirituality and mysticism. So I think a lot of the great teachers of the world are coming out. A lot of the yogis from India, a lot of you know uh, uh, great medicine people around the world are going to be amplified even more. Uh, with the message of remember who you are and the spirit and how you how this world works. So this is going to be very significant doorway that opens up for um, the next uh, 12 months or so. Uh, on March the 12th, here's another one, Jupiter conjunct Chiron in Aries. This is a very healing energy that comes in. Uh, Jupiter, as you know, is a, a good luck planet or expands everything. Chiron is not really a planet, but an asteroid. It's the largest and it represents uh, where we're wounded and we need to heal and then go on to teach others. And it'll be in Aries, which is about the self. And so this is a very, very spiritual, mystical time I see happening right around this time, you know, where we're going to be just appreciating a lot more or needing to. And then of course, on March the 23rd, right around the spring equinox on the 21st to the 23rd, Pluto, the great destroyer, transformer, enters Aquarius for the first time in 240 years. This is very significant, friends, because Pluto tends to transform things at the deepest level. And Aquarius is about humanity and technology and extraterrestrials and all that stuff. And this will bring a lot more power to humanity. That's how I interpret that. And as you can see here, it's going to start a chain reaction right after this peaceful, loving, you know, kumbaya energy where we'd be going into this destructive, you know, let's wake up humanity and.
Great, great. Um, I um, sorry we didn't have enough time to play the whole thing. That's from my friend, good friend Joe Anthony in Sedona, Arizona. But I, I wanted to get um, introduce you all to my good friend Jesse Howell coming to us live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada today. Jesse, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing, Ted? <laughs> I'm oh, fine. Oh, 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 great. Can now can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How are you doing? We're, we're I'm fine, just fine. Having a great day today and a and a good show. And uh, uh, sorry for a couple minutes delay, but I wanted to get to that point in the astrology because um, my astrology friends tell me that March 23rd is going to be a time, middle of March, when um, astrologically speaking, Jesse, all of the same planets um, that which were present at, in 1776 with the American Revolution. And uh, 1799, uh, 1798 with the French Revolution are, will be present then. So we could be, it could be the start of a second American Revolution. Uh, it, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to turn violent, but it could. Um, and um, I wanted to go through the astrological basis of that before we started. But because uh, it's an interesting time to be alive. And I know there's a lot going on up in Canada, too. Um, could you tell people a little bit about, about your show and how they could listen to it? And then we'll, we'll have some fun discussing some topics here. Sounds good. Well, I just wanted to say that the revolution can mean many different things. And all it needs is enough people saying no, coming together, occupying the capitals, occupying the government buildings. You know, there's a lot of police officers and army men that support the free movement and, you know, aren't down for, you know, what the governments and the cabal has been doing. So, you know, revolution, like you said, doesn't have to be violent. You know, all it takes is enough people saying no. So that being said, I'm Jesse Howell. I'm from the Missing Link uh, podcast. It's love inspiring new knowledge. And that's what we try to do, you know, with every single interview that we do. Um, we interview people from all over the earth and all different facets, all different topics, all different genres from A to Z. People say, you need to interview this person and I'll send them an invite. It doesn't matter if they have you know, 100 subscribers or a million subscribers, we just want to get, you know, a voice to anyone who, you know, needs to be heard, you know, a voice to the voiceless. So we're trying to interview everyone we can. I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I've been uh, researching um, things for over 30 years. Um, been on social media for 15 straight years, screaming as loud as I can about what's going on in the world. Um, I remember before I'm in Canada, but, you know, I know a lot about, you know, what's happening in the world. And before the 2016 election, I spent uh, I spent uh, every single night um, writing something in depth about um, how horrible and nasty and evil the cabal is, how Hillary Clinton was connected to it. And then I started copying and pasting it to every single political site or post they could to 50, 60, 80, 100 times. And I did this every single night for months and months and months, just trying to share with the people, anyone that's interested in politics to see how, you know, horrifically evil, you know, that, uh, you know, their little faction of the cabal is because there's a lot of different factions um, of the cabal and you know they're some of the the the, the snakiest of snakes right right well that's a pretty good overview and you did it all in just a couple of minutes <laughs> <laughs> well that's great well we're, we're both kindred souls uh with the purpose of making the world a better place and raising consciousness 
And um, you know, I just I got to ask you this question. I have a lot of friends up in Canada. What's the uh, what's the spiritual and political atmosphere like nowadays? I know you guys had a, of course, the truckers came out in the spring and and raised raised a, it, it did a lot of good work then. But what, what's it like now up there? Are there still protests or is there still problems? Do you have a new uh, a prime minister? Don't a new um, uh, a new uh, governor in? Um, Premier. So that's it's premier is like yeah. the same as governor. Right. And that's okay. here in yeah. the province of Alberta. Her name is Daniel Smith. Um, yeah. She's saying the right things. Um, but, you know, from lots of deep research, some people have connected her with, you know, some of this, you know, um, committee of 300 or, you know, some of these people. Um, so who knows what exactly the direction and why she's doing and why she's saying what she's saying. But, you know, from all the looks of things, she's saying the right things, you know, kind of doing the right things. Um, Mm -hmm. She said uh, she came out and was one of the first politicians that said um, the unvaccinated um, have been treated horrifically. She's never seen any type of group being treated so poorly ever, Um, you know, so that was a bonus. But um, I, I, from what I hear is the sounds of things, it sounds good, but, you know, from deep researchers have been telling me how she's, who she's connected with. So, um, and again, she's part of the, the PC party, which is, you know, the, uh, the progressive, there's the liberals and the PC um, left and right. She's part of the same parties, both sides of the evil, same bird. Um, so, you know, not to say that anyone can't be good and do good things with their position, but, you know, from history has shown us anyone that's involved with the left or the right, you know, they say what, you know, you want to hear, but they very rarely follow through with much of what they say. Right, right. Well, I hope she means what she says. I've heard her too. And, um, it sounds good, but you don't know, you know, I guess time will tell, huh? Yeah, time will tell. What what are people uh, feeling uh, like in Alberta regarding uh, the? Uh, do you guys have a lot of mandates still, lockdowns, or is it it's gone? Huh? Okay. Yeah. So what happened here in Canada was we have uh, you know our crime minister is you know Justin Castro um, Trudeau. Prime um, <laughs> minister. Yeah, he they they believe that uh, you know he's the legitimate son of uh, Fidel Castro. That's right. Um, yeah. His mom had said she he's the most handsomest man. Um, he was talking about Castro. Um, she was a socialite, obviously. You know, probably was you know well around with a lot of different people, and um, she really had a fancy towards him. Um, he doesn't look anything like, um, you know, he doesn't look anything like his uh, dad, Pierre Trudeau. He looks exactly like Castro. Right. Um, we actually interviewed um, his half brother, um, you know, and he was kind of against him and against the mandates and against what is going on. Um, so that was a pretty good show. Um, you know, when the the convoy came, we had all the lockdowns and, Ours was the first province, and this was before Daniel Smith, to come out of all the lockdowns, and then Saskatchewan, and then a bunch of other provinces. So the convoy really helped to get us out of the lockdowns. You know, there's a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on the convoy. It was set up by the cabal. It's con, convoy, and, you know, everybody's got their take on what it is, but it did a lot of good things. It brought a lot of unity. It caused a lot of ripples to different places in the world. 
Um, so I see it as a good thing. Some people believe protesting is, you know, nonsense. You know, you shouldn't have to protest your God-given rights. You know, you, you should just be taking your rights instead of asking for them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I kind of align with that. But anytime the people get together um, in unity to show um, their, you know, dissident for, you know, some horrific things that the government or other agencies may be doing, I think that's a good thing, showing solidarity, you know, coming together with your fellow um, man and woman, you know, coming with whatever the cause is. I enjoy that stuff. I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, spiritually here in Canada, um, and then the lockdowns kind of, kind of ended all over. Ontario has been a little bit more stricter, um, but we don't have any mandates, no lockdowns. Um, I didn't wear the breathing inhibitor, you know, the entire time, um, the first (laughs) few weeks, the first few weeks, um, with my mom, she was really scared. So when I went out with her, I would put it on, but you know, nowhere else. And then the, uh, that was just the first month. And then, you know, I didn't get any problems. I didn't get any issues. Uh, there was an organic store and a cannabis store were the only places that didn't let me in, um, which you would think that organic and cannabis would be a little bit more open-minded. But, uh, right. you know, that was the only, maybe there got a little bit more eyes on them, a little bit more, you know, uh, restricted. But those are the only issues that I had. Went into Costco the whole time. Um, only one time a guy hands me the mask or the breathing inhibitor. I don't like to call them masks because they're not masks. Um, masks have a breathing in hole and an out hole. Um, this is a breathing inhibitor. So I just took the breathing inhibitor, stuck it in my pocket and walked right in and uh, didn't have any issue at all. Um, you know, never obviously didn't never got the the demon juice that they call a vaccine. Um, <laughs> demon I, juice. Yeah, I didn't, didn't put that stuff into my body. Okay. Um, the spiritual, you know, we are lacking, you know, kind of spiritually, there's lots of little small spiritual communities, but I think that's one of the biggest, um, hurdles that we have to overcome as uh, you know, humanity is to really connect spiritually more because of things that the church have done and, you know, things that, you know, spiritually through the church and, you know, things that really turn people off of, you know, connecting to source, God, Jesus, you know, Allah, whatever you want to call that beautiful spirit that is around us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one thing. Prayer is a beautiful thing. I think more people, you know, could pray and that means different things. You can meditate to pray, you know, just being still, being quiet, receiving messages, receiving thoughts, feeling the energy coming in and out. I think that could, you know, benefit us as a humanity. But in Canada, you know, as a whole, I think we're very lacking, uh, like, you know, many other places. Okay. Well, thanks for the overview, Jesse. Yeah, thanks for the overview. Um, um, what What do you think is going to happen next year? It's going to be a tremendous year of change. Um, as, as the astrology segment we talked about on my show, Jesse, I think you saw part of it. The middle of March is supposed to be a time when there could be a, the start of a second American revolution. And uh, I think worldwide, it's going to affect the world uh, world uh, everywhere, the, the same kinds of energies. And people are going to stand up. They're not going to take it anymore. But, um, um, I mean, for example, how much longer do you think Trudeau is going to be in office? Um, um, hopefully not much longer. Um, there is a lot of people in the underground, you know, under networks, 
in Canada that are looking to take back their cities, take back their provinces. Um, I know that come January 1st, some on the very, very far east coast in the Atlantic provinces, um, they're ready to go. They're ready to like say like enough is enough and, you know, to take back the power stations and the governments and, you know, mm-hmm. but I know some people are telling him kind of hold off because this is winter and it's really cold here sometimes in Canada. And we just had a really, really cold spell, like uh, among other places on earth, but here yeah. we had minus 32 degree Fahrenheit oh on average for about two, two to three weeks straight. Where literally your skin freezes if you're out bare skin for more than a minute outside. Like you, like you really literally freeze. So Mm -hmm. it was really, really cold. It has warmed up to about, uh, about 32 it is right now degrees Fahrenheit plus 32. So around freezing, just around, you know, plus one, you know, for I'm in Celsius. So I'm trying to do my best to convert it but uh yeah you know okay. that's a 64 degree fahrenheit difference in the matter of the last two two weeks ago it was so cold and you know it has warmed up for the last you know week and a half or whatever but people are saying let's wait until maybe march maybe until other things and like you said with you know civil war maybe in or you know something in in march um america has 950 bases worldwide you know they're kind of the dominant military force the superpower i guess of the earth Mm. so whatever happens in america other people kind of follow suit right you know i know the convoy in canada helped to push you know people but people in america was saying well what about us why aren't we doing anything why aren't the americans standing up and I think maybe that kind of gave, you know, Americans a little bit of, you know, jolt, a little kick in the ass to say, like, look, you know, these parasites have infiltrated every single part of every single government. You know, they, they, the elections are fraudulent. They That's cheat. Right. They steal. They own the judges. They own the police. They own the military. They own the politicians. Right. You know, it's all corrupted to the core. So unless the whole house of cards come doesn't come down and we rebuild it with something that's, you know, for the people, by the people to protect the people, then, you know, things may get worse. You know, you put people's uh, backs to the wall and they have no other alternatives. They have nothing to lose. They're going to revolt. They are going to revolt, guaranteed. And President Kennedy... um, Oh, I've got a quote book here. When um, he said, uh, when peaceful protest is um, is stopped, then a, 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 a violent revolution becomes inevitable. Mm-hmm. He said that back in the 60s when he was president. So that's what, because it's almost like an innate biological drive for people to be free and they're going to fight. Um, they are going to fight. And yeah. Yeah, well, that's in our nature. It's, you know, like, you know, what happens if you trap a wild animal mm-hmm. in a corner? It's right, going right. to fight its way out. What it happens, out, yeah. you know, we're not wild animals, but, right. you know, mm-hmm. we want to survive. We want to live. We want to thrive. And they mm-hmm. keep squeezing and they keep squeezing and they keep pushing and poking and prodding and literally injecting people with poisons. They spray poisons in the sky. They put right. poisons in the water. They put poisons in the food. They put poisons in the medicines. They put poisons in the frequencies. They put poisons 
everywhere mm-hmm. to in there you know it's come to a point where there's a boiling point and you know it's got a something's got to give mm-hmm. because if we don't all stand united and stop these parasites from destroying all that is good here mm-hmm. then it is on us for you know no nobody else is to blame but us for not you know standing up to this horrific you know visible evil that we see that are murdering people like how many people do you see every day another uh athlete another politician another person oh they were all for the vaccines you're horrible if you don't go they're dead you know we see this over and over and you know they're like they're Mm -hmm. literally after everyone they want to kill everyone until people really get that in their head that these people want you dead and then if you don't do anything about it, then you're just as, you know, responsible for, you know, humanity's demise as these evil parasites that, you know, are doing it to us. Well, you hit that on the head. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure you know about Alex Collier, who's a contactee for the Andromeda Galaxy. And and he was saying the same thing. And back in his early speech, there was a, uh, I've got a speech, got a videotape from him with him from 1995. And he said the same thing. They want us dead. That's that's it. And um, or they want to eat us. That's the um, that's the reptiles. That's another whole subject. But um, but they want us dead. That's what he was saying during his speech. I remember that. So like, well, for the longest time, I didn't know because they feed off of us. Whether they feed off our louche, our mm-hmm. fears are you know negative energies whether they actually feed off of us by you know drinking the blood the adrenochrome the different right. things whether right. they have the uh, marina bramovich parties where they're actually eating people and right. you know and they have these things so they feed off of us so i wasn't sure for the longest time whether right. they just wanted us sick and weak so they could easily feed off of us and they want to just keep this going or they just want everyone dead and they they needed us or if they just want but i believe that they kept us around for as long as they did because you know we they needed us for slavery for their you know Mm -hmm. workers to build their robots to build their machines to build these things but now with artificial intelligence now with the way technology has become now they don't need the human slaves anymore and all they want to keep is their their human farm just their enough to keep their you know bloodthirst you know however many if there's a hundred thousand or a couple million of them however many humans they need for food and you know if they're able to succeed then everybody else you know 95 percent of you know 9.5 out of every 10 people you know will no longer be here if we don't come together to stop them Mm -hmm. i agree i agree uh, jesse have you been harassed um during your work at all have you been able to do it without uh, encumbrances or anything well, um, anybody that puts their neck out, you know, puts their face into the spotlight, you know, gets targeted mm-hmm. um, in many different ways, whether it's energetic targets, whether it's jealousy targets, whether it's, you know, targeted just because, um, you know, misery loves company and they're just miserable. So they like to, you know, so I've had to deal with some attacks. Um, I 
helped someone, um, you know, someone wanted to do this truth telethon and, oh, well, it was a truther telethon. And then like, I think it was like 13 days before we were going to put it on where we had 26 speakers, um, different um, speakers, one after another. And I was the host and the MC. We went for 13 straight hours online and Mm -hmm. uh, one after another, either half hour, hour or 15 minutes, whatever the segments were. Uh-huh. And they wanted to put this on and ask me if I wanted to, you know, post this. And I said, anything to get the truth out there. I'm up for helping anyone. I've always sure. helped. I've always just have that type of personality that if I can help someone, I always, you know, do if I can. Uh-huh. And so in something as important as this, I said, yeah, for sure. And then 13 days before they were supposed to put it on, everything was toast. Um, they said, um, you know, the one person wanted to do uh, sell products on it. And this is about truth. And, and she called me crying and said, you know, please, you know, how it's all dead. And I said, me and you will put this thing on, we'll do this together. And in 13 days, we put on the whole show, contacted all the people, got everything all worked out and had a successful show. I work really good under pressure. So I found that I uh, excelled at doing this. Everybody's like, you found your calling. And because sometimes when uh, a guest would come on, they wanted to have a little bit of a dialogue with me. Some of them would just have a monologue. Some people didn't show up. And so then I had to just unprepared, just speak for the 15 or minutes or the half an hour just from all the knowledge, but I've been into research for 30 plus years. So talking about all these different things on the whim is nothing to me because I've been really passionate about this stuff. So people were like, wow, like you did great. And then we put on a second one, which one of the people that we were with wanted to sell some products. And then, uh, and then something happened with that, that girl. Um, And then she went off kind of smashing and slandering me for the last two years straight. She can't keep me out of her mouth for some reason. And Mm. there's been lots of attacks and she's trying to poison people. But we found out like her family is part of, you know, like part of the the cabal. Oh, okay. There you go. She was an infiltrator. What she does is she puts people against each other. And Mm -hmm. uh, so she befriends a group and then starts putting them against each other and then befriends another group starts talking about them and you know so she really is one of these people so this was weird that she wanted to put this telethon on but i think it was just to get to know all these people so she could try to turn them against each other let's see and then i then i and but five days before we put that telethon on facebook deleted my account with no ability to uh um to uh uh to advertise no, 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 no ability to, to like, uh, stop, like, uh, uh, appeal, no ability to appeal their, their decision. And then I created another account, which they deleted. Then I created a third one. And then I was able to go on that one. And, uh, then we create, after we had this nightmare with this lady, we just decided no more truth telethons. Mm-hmm. And then we created the show, the missing link. Wow. Um, I had got okay. to know a lot of different speakers and then, I said, well, why don't we just interview them one-on-one and just have a nice one-on-one interview. And uh, we've been doing it now. I think February was our first one. And by show number 15, we had, or we had, uh, I think show number eight, we had Sasha Stone. Uh, Show seven, we had Lee Camp, who's a political comedian. Um, We had Dr. Daryl Wolf. Um, We had, by show 15, we had... Uh, David Icke, he just popped onto the radar. So 
it was really uh, Great. interesting to have him to be able to reach out to other people and say, look, we've had, you know, Lee Camp and David Icke and yeah. Sasha Stone. So, wow, this guy has got a legit show and we just started. And so everybody we reached out to and we've had um, almost 40 doctors who are speaking out against the agenda. We've done, I think, 378 interviews and 40 of them have been almost 40 have been doctors um and we just try to reach out to anybody and everybody because i think that you know knowledge is power and the more knowledge the collective has the more powerful we all become the less power they have over us so we've been doing this as our service to humanity um and you know we've been doing like seven shows a week um five six seven shows i always try to say i'm going to try to tone it back a little bit but all of a sudden this one has to get on another one pops on and we just keep on having show after show so oh that's great yeah we've been doing our best just to get as much information to the collective as possible and we go live on facebook we go live on rumble and we go live on twitter um it's t missing link um the missing link is was was uh um was uh, uh, kind of taken everywhere. So we had T-Missing Link. And then we upload to BitChute and Telegram. So we used to go live on YouTube. But, you know, their restrictions because of all the doctors. And our first strike was David Icke. And we got a strike for Judy Mikovits. We got strike for this guy at Australia, Jamie McIntyre, who in 2016 put up a million dollars for um, anyone who could prove that vaccines are safe and effective. And uh, oh, really? no one's been cool. able to get a million. This is 2016. And wow. Robert De Niro pledged a hundred grand to him out of that million dollars to anybody that could prove that vaccines are safe and effective. And no one's been able to collect that million dollars. So, you know, no. we had him on, he got a strike. He's very, very, he's a business guy. Like he's a big, and he does, he doesn't care his words. He's swearing, he's passionate. He's like, he's just like, well, he was quite the interview. Well, that one got a strike too. And so we've had three YouTube channels deleted and we've decided not to go back to YouTube. I don't like having to tell my guests not to say vaccine, to, you know, to say injection or to not say COVID. To, so we've done these. And I don't like having to restrict people's speech, right? Because right. you, yeah. you just yeah. talk we, freely. We have and a rule so, here on, on my show anyway that you can't spend, say more than 50 words per swear words per hour. And most guests find that, you know, reasonable. So I'm just kidding. But anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I used to swear a lot more, especially when I used to drink. Um, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, nine years ago, I stopped drinking alcohol. Eight and a half years ago, I stopped all synthetic drugs. Eight years ago, I stopped smoking cigarettes. Um, coming up January 5th will be six years that I stopped eating meat. I've just been doing a oh. lot of things to um, raise my vibration. But the stopping alcohol was one of the best things that I ever did. That's uh-huh. been nine years. And that's been able to get me to focus a lot more on waking up humanity, on you know <laughs> figuring things out. Because the party scene is a fun scene, but it takes you away from your mission. It lowers right. your vibration yeah. and, you know, it really hindered, you know, me and my pursuit to fixing this earth um, for many, many years because, you know, temptation is crazy. It just, this happens and this happens and really took me away from who I am 
and I'm glad to be back into me and, you know, doing the best that I can to make this world a better place. Well, that's good. That's good. Have you, you, you probably know about Dr. Charles Hoff from British Columbia. Good man. Yeah. So we've interviewed him. Um, you know, he was, uh, he was a great, uh, great interview. It's really sad what they've done to him. What, what's happened now? Uh, have they, I, he was supposed to come back after his court. I haven't reached out to him. So I what, actually what, want, what, um, I actually want because they uh, were taking away his medical license. Um, oh, what a shame. You know, and, you know, for speaking out against, you know, visibly seeing people get injured right. by the vaccines. And right. so he's, right. he wrote the, the, the BC board and he's, and they wanted to shut him up. And it's like, this is a 30 year, you know, emergency room physician. Excellent doctor. Excellent doctor. Top notch, never had anything against his record. Right. And yet he wants to make aware that people are being harmed by this injection. That's right. And he ends up getting disciplined his license. And so I'm not sure I, I, I I wasn't, uh, I don't know what happened to his, his court, but I definitely need to reach out and bring him back to get an update. And then there's, then there's, uh, he has, his practice mostly was in little town. Oh, about three hours, four hours North of Vancouver, where most of his clients were first nations, native Americans. And he noticed how they were getting sick and dead and dying from the shots. And he started speaking out and good for him. And what's interesting, they had that fire at his in his village there where he was living, and it almost wiped out the whole village. He, his house was okay, but it's interesting how the fire wiped out almost this whole village where he was practicing. Oh, it wiped out this, this Native American community. I think it was set up. That's personally what I think. And then about a year ago, uh, Jesse, they kept people from going into the into his village for couple of months and I don't know what they were doing during that time you know you don't it, it's it's it, it's an example of a of a very uh totalitarian government there in British Columbia I don't know what it's like now but uh um yeah and then there's Dr. Daniel Nagazi have you had him on your show good man yeah, yeah so we've had him on twice we just recently had him on again for the second time um, okay. two or three weeks ago uh-huh. um amazing brilliant doctor um, he still yeah. believes in, you know, pharmaceuticals and the vaccines and stuff, but, you know, yeah. not specifically this one. Yeah. But, okay. uh, you know, I'm a, a completely 100% anti-pharmaceutical now. Um, about 13 or 14 years ago, before I went to uh, um, Asia, I went on a 45-day trip to Asia to eight different countries. Um, went to Taiwan and China and uh, Macau and Hainan and Japan and Vietnam and Cambodia, all these different places, I was kind of pressured into, well, into getting the the travel vaccines. And uh, right on my trip, like five or six days later, I started getting Achilles tendonitis and started to attack my hip joints and whatever they put into it, um, ate the cartilage in my hip joints. So I got very little to no cartilage left. So I have a lot of pain, but I don't take any pharmaceuticals, right? Like I don't take them. I don't take Tylenols. I don't take, you know, their poisons. And, you know, if, you know, if, you know, you think of maybe like the Bible, the Bible will tell you that pharmacia, pharmaceutical is pharmacia. These are black magicians. They're sorcerers. They give you things, Mm -hmm. but then 
it harms you in other places when right. a lot of what they make is derived from plants, but they make synthetic copies. So that way they can patent it. And mm. then this is harming because the body's not recognizing it. So it starts right. harming you in different right. places. So, right. you know, if pharmaceuticals were made by plant medicines and they were made by actual healers and you took a pill of elderberry and, you know, all these different, you know, uh, fruits or vegetables that, that were, you know, mm -hmm. condensed into a pill. Well, I'm all for that, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm not for what's been going on. And there's some people that, you know, are reliant on pharmaceuticals. I kind of got into it a little bit with someone online and saying, well, you know, some people just can't get off it because they've been on them for so long, but you know, this is where it's going to take us coming together and healing real healers, whether energy healers, plant medicine healers, you know, and if we were just given the right food without the poisons, if we were right. frequencies weren't poisoning us, if the water wasn't poisoning us, the air wasn't sure. poisoning us, the pesticides, the preservatives, all of these things weren't poisoning us, then I think that people wouldn't need to be taking what they're taking. Yeah. And that yeah. to me is kind of a cop out. I need to take this pill because the doctor told me, well, the doctor's a drug dealer in a lab coat you know so you know it's they're not there for your benefit they're there for their benefit and to right. promote right. the pharmaceutical mafia's agenda so right. i don't trust right. them at all now anyways right right well you sure hit that on the head uh, jesse um up until the 20s i've heard that um i've read that the rockefellers i mean it was was natural plant-based medicine and doctors even made house calls too. But in the 20s, the Rockefellers took it over with petroleum-based products. We've got three minutes left. Anyway, Jesse, and, um, but um, I'm gonna have to have you back on the show again with more time, obviously, my friend. And uh, so I, you know, when you're having fun, time goes really by really fast. Um, and then I'll be coming on your show, I think at the end of January, I forget the date, but any, anyway. Um, could you give out your website again so people could, um, could, could listen to you, Jesse? I'm sure they would like love to listen to your show. Thanks. Well, so it's called The Missing Link, and okay. it's T-Missing T Link on Rumble. Um, it's T-Missing Link on Facebook. Facebook's our biggest, uh, our biggest audience is on Facebook right now. Um, we're also on Twitter. Um, I believe it's The Missing Link. We're BitChute. It's The Missing Link, Love Inspiring New Knowledge. And then we also got a Telegram um, the missing link chat group, and then the missing link. So um, we're trying to get it into different areas. I'm going to try to get it onto a, a podcast where people can listen to people have been asking, mm -hmm. hey, when I go to the gym, because our interviews, and so just be prepared. If you know, our interviews are usually two hours long. Um, Daniel Nagasi's first interview was four hours. I think his second interview was three hours. Um, oh, we've had a few people over oh. five hours. Um, our interview number 200, we had uh, Dr. Paul Cottrell, inter I mean, uh, debating um, Dr. Amanda Vollmer, um, virus theory versus germ theory. Yes, um, Jesse, we're, we're almost running out of time, my friend. Oh, okay. But, but I urge everyone to listen to Jesse's show. He does fantastic work. I'll be on his show at the end of January. Um, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show, and I know if we all work together, we can create a much better, uh, happier planet. Your, your support is really appreciated. If you'd like to support us, just go to the BBS website, or you can go to my website at www.outofthisworld1150.com. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a better place. And we are turning the tide. The Things are getting better. I predict uh, 2023 will be a real game changer in a good way for humanity. 
Um, as I said on the program earlier today, I am I am getting um, a lot of messages about a possible second American revolution and possibly a, a worldwide revolution starting in March of this year or next year if things don't turn around and soon. Um, the same energies present during the American and French revolutions uh, will be present in March. They're starting now, but they will start coming to a head in just three months uh, from now. Because when people's backs are to the walls and they have no other alternatives, they will revolt. And this is what's happening and happening in Brazil and Australia, New Zealand, um, all, all kinds of places around the world. And people can only stand um, um, so much. Um, this is a copy of my new book. I just published it, Journey to the Other Side. It teaches people how to talk to benevolent angels and a benevolent extraterrestrials. I can send you a book if you like, Jesse. Get your I would, love, I would love an autographed copy because that's one thing we just decided. We're going to reach out to every single person we've interviewed and try to get an autographed copy of their books because that's I want to have a whole collection of the missing link of everyone who's been on our show. So that would be wonderful. Okay. Okay. Good. Just uh, just call me later today, or just send me a, a text or email with with your address, their physical address. And awesome. of course, I want to thank Don and Doug for their fantastic help as well on BBS. They're great, great guys, and always always love being here. I'll I'll see you all again on BBS a week from today, um, and then um, tomorrow um, at twelve noon Pacific time, I will be uh, having my radio uh, Zoom meeting with all my listeners around the world supporters. It's free. Um, and it just go to www.zoom.us, then click on join a meeting, and the event ID number is 489-067-3147. Again, that's 489-067-3147. And uh, with that, I hope you all have a fantastic day. And Jesse, thanks so much for, for coming on today. Um, and Happy New Year, to and much love to everyone around the world. Because, Thank um, you. We're Thank creating you for having a us world. here. Happy New Year. And sending love to you all. May the source be with you all and abundance for everyone in this new year. Thank you, Jesse. You too, my friend. All righty. Happy New Bye. Year. Much love. Bye bye.